0: Yeah, I had a hard day and it's a long way back to my home. Turn the radio on and it my
1: friend
2: visit. Pretend that the horse counts. nothing
3: amounts to anything until I hear it from you. Frank, Hayes, Lauren, and RJ. The Frangie Show starts now on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
4: Hey, welcome in. Glad you along for the ride on a Wednesday installment of the program. Our Wednesdays always here at Island Wing Company. This week, we're at the Island Wing Company in Bartram. Glad to have you along for the ride with us. AC Designs always our Wednesday sponsor. A little dreary and cool out there, but we're inside, so come on by and say hello. Frank Frangie Hayes Carlion, Lauren Brooks, R.J. Saunders with you. I'm already craving the shrimp. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, that was lie. impressive. Right, 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 through the gate. I mean, it, sometimes you got to just take control of the I'm situation. You walked right by. I mean, we hadn't started. Yeah. I watched you. I could tell you had didn't have your A game today. Yeah, and, you know, you know I, I didn't know if this
0: was going to be a 4:30 coconut shrimp yeah, day yeah, or yeah. I guess it's going to be a 3:15 coconut you look, shrimp. Well, you
4: Let me tell you what you look like to me today. You look like <laughs> one for four. <laughs> yeah, a bloop single. I'll take uh, it. Left a couple on. Yeah. Um, just, I just didn't think you were seeing it. Sometimes you're not seeing it. You know, and I, and that, you know? that doesn't include my two errors in the field. <laughs> it does not. I was, I, was gonna be, I was being nice. I was letting that go. So coconut shrimp today uh, coming. I mean, it's coming, like, fast. It was the sun. It got in my eyes. Yeah, it, I couldn't I, see the ball. I know it did. I know it did. All right, a lot to talk about today on the uh, program. Um, much to do. We will uh, talk uh, Jags Ravens. got a lot of thoughts about that. Did you see where Big Ben ripped the Steelers? I did not. Yeah, yeah. Ripped the Steelers. Rip the Steelers. He said uh, poorly coached. Poorly coached. So he said. He said. Well, let me say. He said, not blow, wasting your timeouts is a sign of poor coaching. Wow. How about that, huh? That thing's breaking up. Uh, he also said
1: that he doesn't think the offense has guys that are willing to just yeah. grab someone else's face mask and tell them you know you this is what you need to do and they don't have the tradition like they once did yeah, on, said, on offense.
4: Yeah, he said who's going to grab accountability. your accountability? Who's going to yeah. grab your face mask and say that's not what we do? What, would exactly Heinz right. Ward do that? Yeah, you know what? Heinz <laughs> Ward would have whipped somebody. <laughs> he was finals. the ultimate. Yeah, he was in accountability. Uh, a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, news in the NCAA about um, transfers. Big news, I thought. Uh, so big new big NCAA news about transfers. Uh, as expected, the Dodgers are going to get Glass now. Did you see that story?
1: I did not, but it doesn't <sighs> surprise me. They may win
4: 157. The games. The Dodgers are going to get Glass now, and apparently um, there's a there's a picture from the Japan League that's posted that I can't be- can't begin to pronounce his name. Yeah. Did you see this guy? I d- I think this is the the air, guy they that all want the Yankees are really they all trying yeah. to get. they yeah. all well apparently they all want they him. all won. And he uh, apparently yesterday visited the Dodgers. And they had Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Shohei there to meet him. Wow.
1: Yamamoto, is that the last name?
4: Something like that, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they had Shohei, Freddie, and Betts wow. waiting to meet him when he got there. How about that? Yeah, was I mean, Saban not available? <laughs> I Guess he wasn't, I guess, or Kofax. Yeah, know. Right. so uh,
1: I guess they can afford it because Shohei decided to defer six hundred eighty million of his seven hundred million, so yeah, they can keep yeah. paying people. And there's
4: only two ways they could have afforded it: if Shohei deferred the money, <laughs> and if he didn't defer the money. Okay, that's how. So he, they would have been easier. A lot of things to talk about today. I mean, in all seriousness, if if,
0: if, if even forgetting, let's just say they add Glass now and don't get this uh, other pitcher. I mean. They won a hundred games last year. Are they going to be billed as are maybe the greatest team ever
4: assembled well well there, there've been super because baseball has no salary cap and you can load up there's been other super teams over the years, but they 'll certainly on the be on the ballot it will if if he if Shohei was pitching too right i mean if he was pitching in addition. Then maybe you know. I mean, because because it, it'll be so we'll see. And we'll he see. definitely won't be able to pitch in like no. September for a year. Uh, well, I don't think I, I don't guess I don't definitively know that. Yeah. I don't think okay. so though because I don't I don't I don't I didn't read that anywhere. I yeah. didn't read that they hope to have him late. So um so we'll see. But I see twenty
1: twenty five. So yeah, I don't yeah, think there's th- any chance yeah. of during the season next year. I think that's the expectation.
0: This is what it. I mean, story. This is. I'm actually now
4: interested in watching the Dodgers. Well, that's right. Well, and you know what? <laughs> but but see, that's the point. Whether people like it or not, people that didn't give a flip about baseball, no matter what, now we're going to be intrigued. And whether you like that or not, you don't have to like it. But that's a reality of the world is there? it's totally unfair. It's the most unfair circumstance ever. But And I hate how unfair it is because I have a small market team with a cheap-ass owner. But I, too, will watch the sale of the Dodgers. You're, you're lying if you say you're not going to pay attention to the other Dodgers do.
1: If the Pirates had a very wealthy owner, and the Pirates were one of these teams. Would you still lament the, the lack of a salary? Yeah, I, I,
4: I, hope, I hope I've always, Lauren, been someone that gives my honest opinion, not just what benefits my team. I hope I've done that in college football. I hope I've done that. I mean, I hope you all, I mean, as a sports talk guy, I hope my, what I think the rules should be aren't dictated by the team I root for who wins the game is dictated by the team I root for, but I, no, no. Because
1: I never hear Dodgers fans yeah, or Yankees yeah, fans yeah. ever complain about yeah. the, the disparity I in mean, teams. I mean,
4: the best example I can give you that is I think Florida State got royally screwed. Yeah. And news bulletin, I don't root for the Seminoles very often, okay? But, I mean, I think, I think they, so that, I hope that answers your question. I mean, I, I think the rules should be right. And so baseball, look, it's the only sport where there's not salary equity of spending, the only sport. Well, usually if you're the only ones doing it, you're probably getting it wrong. You know. Yeah. So it's okay. but, I, at least I, yeah. I'm curious, but uh, but your point was the, your point whether whether we like your point or not. I agree with your point. I'll pick up the first thing I'll do. There'll be a lot. I won't stay up because it'll be late at night. I used to say I watch the late night games. Not anymore. But I'll but I'll damn sure one of the first things I'll check in second week of June. Did the Dodgers move Because yeah, the I Dodgers mean,
0: were like the best team in the second half last yeah, correct, year, right? Correct, correct. I mean, the Braves ended up with more wins only because yeah. they had that ridiculous the, first the half. The Dodgers were really good in the second half. So you're the best team in baseball in the second half of the season. Correct. And you were adding Otani and Glasnow?
4: Yeah, correct. Otani for sure, and I think they're getting Glasnow. Yeah. I mean, that is unbelievable. Yeah, and, so, and, and you, said, you said the other day, Lauren, you think the Rays will replace it and they'll still be good. Yeah, but they'll still, but they'll win nothing. You know, so they'll if you're the Rays, think about it. Being good, you're you're gonna win. You're you're not winning anything. That's a. B. So a, you're not winning anything. B. It's not like well, if you have a good season, you're gonna sell your tickets. Not doing that either. You know. Yeah, is Roberts the still the manager of the Dodgers?
0: Dave Roberts is yeah. <sighs> Talk about the pressure on him. Yeah, well, that's I mean, right. Only go and win the World Series and and don't lose a single game in the process of doing it. Right. I mean. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, if they don't win the World uh, Series? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: he, he will be so fired. Yeah, that, that, well, you, you would think, right? And he's a real respected manager. So we'll see. I, and, again, I think other people say, say, have said Trout over the years. Shohei now for sure is the guy. Bryce Harper. I still say Mookie Betts is one of the two or three best players in baseball. I, I still say the Red, Sox tra- the Red Sox traded Babe Ruth and Mookie Betts. That, they have that. That's that's on their epitaph. Yeah, traded. I mean, they did, it was a hundred years apart. Right. But they traded Babe Ruth and Mookie Betts. So so anyway. So we'll but we'll talk a little about that coming up. I got I got a thought or two about. Uh, I want to weigh in on a guy that we don't talk about a lot on the Jags, that we should talk about more. Yeah. Can sure. I ask you one more
0: question on Otani? Yes. So, do the Angels now? I mean, did they really blow it not trading him? Because well, not only did you not get the treasure trove, but he ended up going to the Dodgers anyway.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, uh, In retrospect, they would have a better team. Had, they would have a better team in 2024 had they traded him in 23. So um, logistically, yes, but I don't know, Hayes. I just think people would have so – at least they tried to win with him, and I think people, fans would have so abandoned them, their culture, what they believe in, are they even trying – If they'd have traded him. You know Does that make sense? It does. So so I I think they would have more good players in 24 and 25 and 26 had they traded Shohei Ohtani. But I don't think it was – because it's him, I don't think it's a thing you do.
1: If I was an Angels fan, I would have wanted them to trade him because, yeah, I care more about the team long-term than one player. I mean, yeah, you want him to stay, but you knew he wasn't staying. That's, I think, the the kicker. You knew he wanted to go somewhere that has a winning franchise – the Giants. The story came out today. The Giants also offered him seven hundred million dollars, the same amount as the Dodgers. But what have the Giants done lately? Not enough for him.
4: Yeah, and Los Angeles is a great market and a great team, and the uh, so all and he's comfortable
1: and, there, clearly. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Well, and he's already lives there, right? He already lived there. Um, yeah. I, I, think. I guess part of that too is this part is is swayed. My this opinion, because it's not about rules. This opinion probably is swayed a little bit by who I root for. It's been 30 years of watching my team trade away the good players or let them walk. Barry Bonds and Bonilla and Slyke started it. Vince Slyke started, it, and there have been so many since then. So I, um, if I, I, I it, that part disgusts me. If I was a Rays fan, if I mean, I mean, the die-hard Rays fans who follow the draft and follow free agency and and who could tell you who's a starting second baseman in Double A, I would be so disenfranchised. I, I would be so. Because this guy I watched playing Double A, whoever it was, um, wherever they play Double A, is uh, is suddenly I've been waiting for him, and then he went to Triple A, and I've been following. I do that I follow the I, I can tell you the starting shortstop in Single A, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you follow that, and then you finally get to the bigs, and man, oh man, he finally got here, and two years later he's gone, that would be devastating. You know, yeah, they, that's baseball. yeah, that's baseball's fault. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I would. So I would hate I would hate that that it happened but Of course it is. So but uh, but to your point. People pay attention. Look, if the Yankees get what's is it, Yakamoto? Mm-hmm. the Yankees, Yamamoto. Get, if the Yankees get him and Soto, and Judge has a healthy season, they're going to be really good too. Now, I mean, part of the Yankees' problem is pitching, and they can't keep Judge healthy. Right. You know, so so I
1: saw that one. Soto wouldn't commit beyond this upcoming season for the that, Yankees. It's the last, this
4: is this his last year? It's, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so I found that a little interesting. Yeah.
4: How old is he? He was, he was like 20 when he played in the World Series. Yeah, So he can't, I, very, he can't be very – can't be 23, 24. If the oldest, he's
1: 25.
4: He's 25 now. And he was, yeah, so, I mean, he was a kid, man. So, um, yeah, so, so we'll see. All right, a lot of things. to. Talk. I want to talk about Kadarius. Tony, I want to talk a little bit about a Jaguar player we don't talk about enough. The NFL is going to Brazil. You realize in 2025 there will be nine, nine international games. So, so certainly, I, I got a thought or two about that. A lot of things to get to. Uh, uh, are the, is the NCAA going to overturn – the one-year rule and transfer, where now anybody can transfer. You see that? You saw the judge in West Virginia. We got a lot of stuff to do, so we are loaded up. Is that coconut shrimp? Hey, he's right in front of me. He's like Ooh. right in front. of me. That looks good. I may eat all of them. I may eat all eight. Yeah. I may just fight y'all for them. Huh? Be interesting. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. I can tell you, Lauren's not getting
0: shut out. she <laughs> no, She's, got it she's all gonna. She's gonna find her way to get yeah, a couple. I have no doubt. She's so. gonna
4: whip us both. They uh, are
1: all yours if you want them that badly. <laughs>
4: When we uh, come back, we'll talk a little bit about a Jaguars player that we don't talk about enough. This is 1010XL and 92.5FM.
3: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. Shot through the heart, and you're too you love a bad name. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show. Brought to you by AC Designs, voted Best AC and Heating Company in Jacksonville.
4: Pretty good song here. Really good song. I'll get there in a minute. I'll talk in a minute. The, uh, we're live here, by the way, at uh, Idlewind Company in Bartram, Frank Frangie Hayes, and Lauren Brooks with you here. R.J. Saunders uh, back in uh, World Headquarters. All right. um, a lot of things to talk about. I want to start with this. When the Jags two years ago needed a receiver in free agency, I'm among many, I think, that screamed it should be Christian Kirk. And I screamed it. You guys were with me. I screamed it well before free agency even began. Then they signed him and paid him a bunch of money. And everybody said way too much money. And I screamed it. No, it's not too much money. The, uh, I don't even remember what it was. You know the salaries better is better. But everyone talked about it
0: being – a lot free, of money. Because at the time it was like, he, well, he's never had a 1,000-yard right, season. Right, and right, and.
4: Um, I think he is such a critically important part of the Jaguars on every front. Um, no one, he's a really good player. He's a really reliable player. He's a really reliable teammate. Hazy won the whatever you call it with the media because he's the most accessible guy around. The good guy award, yeah. He's, he's, he's great in the community. I think he's the guy, Trevor, not the only guy, but I think he's first on the Trevor Trust list. Now, Trevor Trust, Ingram, and Zay too, by the way, but I think he's first on the Trevor. And I think in this day and age when when defensive backs are so good and they run so fast and there's so much hand fighting that... The way officiating goes anymore, you never know what's called, what's not. It's almost like the officials are guessing these days. So it's hard to run win-go routes. It's hard. That guy that can work the middle of the field. There's a reason Cooper Cup went from nobody had ever heard of him to one of the best receivers in the league for two or three years. There's a reason. Because the way that slot guy that can find the middle of the field, either against a zone or even man coverage, is so critical. I don't think we acknowledge how important number 13 is to the Jaguars. And I, and I bring it up because he's down for a while. I mean, I mean he's been down, but he's I mean, down for two games now. But I but – I, uh, well, two games minus one play. Uh, Hayes, I think he is such an important player culturally, emotionally, in the locker room, in the community. Uh, for Trevor, they're, they're great friends. They play golf together. They're, but I, I – I, man, I think we miss him. I, and I and – I, the best part about getting to the playoffs is – I think he'll be back if they get the – but I don't think he'll be back before that, not even in, in Nashville. I kept wondering, what if they need the game in Nashville? But I, my guess is probably not, and we don't know, but I'm guessing. Yeah. He's a really, really, really important Jaguar. He's been incredible. It, it was really what I thought
0: was the story of Sunday's loss, and, and I get a lot of people were upset by the defense and Joe Flacco. To me, the the most glaring thing from the game, and it's what I wrote about on 1010XL.com, was – the loss of Christian Kirk is monumental. I mean, obviously, because you look at what Trevor did throwing to Calvin Ridley and throwing to Zay Jones, he was 9-27 for 82 yards with, you know, picks. And uh, one pick was absolutely on Ridley. So it's, uh, it, it, they've got to be better. And, and that is the, the, what Christian Kirk provides is not just a security blanket, but the comfiest, snuggliest security <laughs> blanket Correct. that you've ever had. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's caught 141 passes for 1,895 yards and 11 touchdowns in his 29-game Jaguars career. I mean, he is somebody that Trevor Lawrence absolutely leans on. There's a comfort for Trevor Lawrence when he looks in the huddle and Christian Kirk is looking right back at him. And uh, they are going to have to overcome it. I don't know that they adequately can, but uh, hopefully they'll at least be able to work around it enough to get enough wins to, to carry the division. And then hopefully you have them back for the first playoff game because without him they have no chance, in my opinion. They, they have no chance of getting to the Super Bowl if Christian Kirk is not playing 85%, 90% of the snaps. So uh, hopefully he gets healthy soon. Hopefully it is just four weeks and he's able to, to come back. And it was really unfortunate, too, just how the injury happened. It was just a freak, non-contact. The ball was just sort of put in a funny spot where he had to kind of contort, you know, a, a, I guess a unique way, and it, his body just couldn't take it. And, uh, but he's an outstanding player. He's, he's somebody that when he signed the contract, it was like, well, we'll see if he's here in year three because he's going to have to really play well to make it to year three of this deal. Well, he's absolutely going to be on this team next year, unless they should all have their heads examined down there. I mean, he is a there's jaguar no through no, and through.
4: There's no debating that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's un- unfortunate. By the way, he signed a four year, seventy two million dollar contract with a twenty million dollar signing bonus. It's unfortunate that when Zay Jones was out, we said, "Oh man, this team really needs Zay Jones. The offense really needs Zay Jones to be able to click." and now Zay Jones is there, and Christian Kirk is out, and it's like, oh, but they really miss Christian Kirk. I think the reason, Frank, that he's gone a little bit under-noticed this season or maybe under-appreciated for fans is in four of the Jaguars' wins, he had less than 50 yards. So it's not like, well, as long as Christian Kirk and in two of the losses, he had over 100 yards. So it's, it's not a direct correlation between if Christian Kirk has an X number amount of yards, Jaguars win, but I do think there's a lot more to it. And I think just like with Zay Jones out, it, when he was out, Christian and Zay are kind of the the glue of the offense as far as directing things too. And it can't all be on Trevor Lawrence if players don't know where they're supposed to be.
4: Yeah, he he agreed. He, I mean, think about this. He has missed really two games. I mean, I know he he caught one pass in the game before and he got hurt right at the beginning of the game. It's really essentially a two full game. He's still their leading receiver in yards. He even after missing two games. You now, like I know I know Zay missed games and, but, I mean, he's still their leading receiver in yards. But, uh, but, but it's more than the stats. It's the presence. It's the security blanket to what you guys talked about. It's, and I, I, I really worry about what the Jaguars are without him. The bottom line is he missed the Bengals game. Okay, I mean, he, play, he had a catch, but they're 0-2 without him. Okay, the, the, rea- the reality is this is an 0-2 football team without him, and this is an 8-3 and football team with him. That's the thing. You're 0-2 without him and you're 8 and 3 with him. And I and I just and I fear they're going to be 0 and 3 without him and 8 and 3 with him, which would mean they've lost as many games in the 3 he didn't play in as in the 11 that he did. I uh Yeah, cuz if they have Christian Kirk Sunday, they beat Cleveland. There's no doubt in my mind. I think they win both of them. Yeah. I, I sound like a an apologist for a, a whiny loser. But I think they win both of those games. Hayes, it's not like they didn't lose. They didn't. No one blew them out. Okay, I think they win both of. I think both. You think both of. I think they win both those yeah. games. But the other game was overtime. Right. You know, what I mean, one one more catch and maybe the the, the forty yard field goal that missed was a thirty seven yard field goal. Right. You know, so
1: I could also argue if they had Trey Herndon for the full Bengals game and certainly the Browns yeah. game that the defense plays better and therefore you don't need as much out of the offense.
4: Yeah, you could. Yeah, there's other players that missed. That, 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 yeah, anytime you, you miss if, when you lose two close games, you can point to any of the guys. But if I had to pick one guy whose presence mattered the most would, I'd, of all of them, Trey Herndon, Tyson, I'd, I'd pick. I fought Acossi last game. I'd pick Christian Kirk. I just think he's a really, really good player. And I, and I man, I hope he. I hope they make the tournament. And I think they're going to. And I hope he's back for the tournament. I think he's going to be. I really do.
0: I, I think so too. And I, they've got to have him. It'd be interesting because we have seen the offense without Zay, and it's affected. And we're seeing the offense affected now with Christian Kirk. It's, it'd be interesting, and I mean, hopefully, you don't ever want anybody to get injured, but it makes you wonder the importance of Ridley if Ridley wasn't out there. Would you still see? We've, we've learned this season when Zay's not out there, it has an impact. When Christian's not out there, it has a severe impact. And Ridley is, uh, fortunately, he's been healthy, but I would be interested in seeing if Ridley wasn't out there how the offense would, and it might struggle too. They, it might just be a scenario where you need all four of these guys for it to work, including Ingram, and when one of the four isn't there, it doesn't look the same. But I think with Zay and with Christian, you know that they, they have a comprehension of what they're supposed to be doing, and I don't know that Ridley is as strong in that field as the other two.
1: Well, we're lucky that we haven't had to see the offense without Trevor Lawrence because I certainly thought we were going to get there at that point. In t- or point two weeks ago. I think as far as the offense is concerned with Ridley, I keep going back to the question I asked John Ogier a few weeks ago. Is he going to be on this team le- next year? I-, I can't tell at this point in time. It-, it obviously depends on what happens the next four games and potentially in the postseason.
4: I'll say this. Wherever he plays next year, Calvin Ridley, here or elsewhere, it's probably going to be not be for as much money is before the season we thought it would be. Before the season, we and again, Hayes, you're the better salary guy than I am. But before the season, we had an idea of what Calvin we had an opinion of what Calvin Ridley's 2024 salary would be. I think that opinion's changed wherever he plays. So, So maybe to your question, Lauren, maybe he is back here because he gets way less, his offers are less everywhere. So I mean, again, so 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 we'll see. Wouldn't I, that
1: be better for him, Ridley, if he's back here because he doesn't no have to learn another system? There's
4: no
0: question. You would think, but he doesn't seem to master this system. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> it's not the right. But, system. Yeah. But, yeah. But, problem, but,
4: but 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 he's he hadn't played in two years. Baselli makes this point all the time. Made it with Dan and Jeff this week. People forget he hadn't played in two years. It's hard. It's a hard damn league, and, and so you need a you need a. He'll be better next year because he played this year, but also. To your point, Lauren, it would be better if it was in the same system with the same teammates and the same quarterback. It's still tendencies, man. You can have all the read routes and option routes in the world, but your quarterback and, and wide receiver have to know what each other does. They have to know each other's tendencies. So we'll see. Some good news, by the way, uh, on the uh, injury front, I think Walker Little, Ezra Cleveland, Jamal Agnew all worked today. Is that right? That's right. I think they, all, I think they were all reading Alessandro Pomprian's, uh tweet a moment ago. Walker Little, uh, Ezra Cleveland – Jamal Agnew both were on the field, um, at least in the media viewing portion. Trey Herndon's out there in an orange shirt. Does that mean he's likely not playing? Does that be your nah, guess?
0: No, I think that's actually a pretty good sign. Is that a good sign? You know, yeah, considering good. it's Wednesday. So my guess is he'll be either listed as limited or did not practice today. But the fact that he's out there yeah. at all yeah. tells me that he may be, like, 24 hours away from being full. The good thing with a concussion is, like, once you clear it, you're you've cleared it there's no like mm-hmm. having to kind of take it easy i mean you're just sort of healed it's not like a hamstring or soft tissue injury where you still have to kind of be mindful and manage it so i mean i i would think that puts him on uh track to playing sunday night
1: doug's exact words on trey herndon this morning before practice where he's trending good but still in protocol well,
4: so hopefully he'll be well that's yeah. good then hopefully he'll be able to tyson campbell according to reports was not a practice it during the media portion andre cisco as well so we'll keep an eye on those two, but again, the offense—if Walker, Little, and Ezra Cleveland are both able to play, that's a good thing. And don't under—and don't underestimate the importance of having Agnew back for so many reasons. As a return guy, we've talked about that on the program before. As a return guy, as a burst guy, and now as a as a receiver. And you know, now it's more than just with the with the, back to the beginning of the the beginning of the topic here with a really good receiver out, a really good receiver out. Um, Having another pretty good receiver but really good football player back certainly matters. All right, we'll take a break. Let's talk some college football when we come back. A lot more to do. Um, DJ Lagway looks like he's coming. Do you feel better? Uh, Wasn't there some tweet that they all said they're coming?
0: Yeah, I think Florida sent out a tweet or sent out uh, a graphic to all their commitments. Right. With the idea of, hey, tweet this for us. And And he's one of the ones that did. Lagway did tweet it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, until I see uh, (laughs) a signature. On a letter of intent, uh, I'm going to be a little yeah, uh, nervous. I, I think about he's it.
4: coming. I, I don't, from everything you read about him, no one's been to Gainesville 7,468 times. About
0: as I, often as you could be.
4: Everything you hear about, and the reason I'm bringing it up is there's been, there's been rumors that he may have been changing his mind. I don't, from what I, we don't know these guys. We don't know who they are, what they're really about. I don't think he's the guy that would have tweeted that and not come. I, I think if he's 10 days or seven days out, if we're seven days out, and he's undecided, I don't think he sends out a tweet that says he's coming. I, even though they did all the work for him and they just asked him to send it. Uh, don't, you, don't you get to read that's the guy he is?
1: I do. Um, but at the same time, I, I've read that Clemson is pushing hard. Uh, so A&M pushing A&M hard. and m right, as well. I, I, have, I have less or more confidence in Clemson going after him than I do, just because Elko's new to A&M, but, but Dabo certainly. That still is going to make me nervous, like he said, until it's time. But, yeah, I, if I'm him, I wouldn't have reposted yeah. a graphic with me on yeah. it one week until so I'm a Gator. Some
4: guys would do that just to, just, just to be sassy and sure. throw everybody off. And I don't think he's – and I get like we know these guys, right? But you read enough about him. I don't read that he's that guy. I don't don't get to it. We'll take a break. We'll talk more about that more when we continue. It's 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show, brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville.
1: You can join the AC Designs team with paid health benefits, 401k matching, competitive pay, and training. Apply online today at acdesignsinc.net/careers. They're looking for certified HVAC technicians, call dispatchers, administrative clerks, warehouse associates, and more. Frank Frangieh, Carline. I'm Lauren Brooks. We are live here at Island Wing Bartram. RJ Saunders making it all happen and playing the hits at Ten xl headquarters. All right, so, Frank, yesterday I asked you what happens if DJ Lagway doesn't come to Florida and the Florida fan base. Will they just completely combust? Yeah. I think the answer is yes. But now, at least it looks like according to social media, and he would know, by the way, all these young people know what social media will do to them if they change their mind at the last minute.
4: Yeah, I I just strike. See, there had been, I'll be honest, there had been rumors out here and there that Lagway was going to flip. I never, and again, to be very clear, I don't follow recruiting, so I don't know. I don't want to act like I know. I have no idea. I don't know these guys, and I'm not. And I don't. My my sense of the vibe in recruiting isn't as good as others because I'm just not around it as much. I don't cover it. We don't talk about it like we once did. But having said that, I don't sense he's that guy. I, I think I think he's going. I think he's sort of the Chris Leak of this class. I think he's going to Florida. I think he's wanted to. I think he. See, other guys are getting are getting. Uh, stolen and, and turned off by the fact that it looks like it can't be fixed and they are lousy coaches and they've lost a couple guys and that's what others, others are recruiting against him. I think his resolve is different than that. I, I just get the impression that he believes he's the guy to go in there and get it fixed. I, I And I know Chris Leak felt that way. Chris Leak felt like everybody hated Zook. He loved Zook. He said, we're going to go in here and get this thing fixed and go in there and win a championship. So I, I think Lagway sees himself as that, which is why – Hayes, I was really surprised when there was rumors out that he was leaving. I don't know where they came from, and I don't know that they're not true. We don't, like you said, we don't know until a week from today. Maybe they're right. But I, I just I don't see it. I, I just Now, this Xavier guy, is it Phil Simi? Yeah. I, I, everything, everybody seems to think, or many seem to think, he's from McKinney, Texas, that he is flipping to Texas. My gut tells me that's probably right. My my gut tells me he probably is flipping to Texas. I, I just sense that. But but Lagway, I've never felt that way. LJ McCray, I think, still going to Florida, the mainland guy. You know Miles Graham is going. He can't quit talking about it. The Ernest Graham's kid. Darius Hayes is another of the four, si- four stars. Uh, so back to Lauren's question. If Lagway flips, I think they'll be jumping off ledges. I think if... LJ McCray flips. They won't jump off ledges, but there'll be lots of noise in the system. Filsimi, Xavier me switching. I think people almost expect that now. Do you agree with that? I
0: would. I mean, I, I I think it's. I think if you told Florida fans right now that, that really follow recruiting that that's the only major flip you're going to have, they would sign up for it uh, and and probably do a cartwheel. Um, I I think with this is what I would say about DJ Lagway. And, and what you're saying is certainly has merit. Some Quarterback is the one position on the recruiting trail where guys will sometimes take a leap of faith because they want to be the face of the turnaround. That's correct. And a safety is never going to be the face of a turnaround. A, a defensive tackle is never going to be the face of, of a turnaround. It's got to come at the quarterback position. So certainly Lagway could be wired somewhat like Leak, but this is why I would say that I think it's – going to be a fight to the finish because take the gator logo away if you took the gator logo away and just said this is brand x would you want your son going to brand x where the coach is going into his third year is 11 and 14 you do have a quarterback that is returning uh that's obviously going to be the starter there's no weapons of consequence, uh, no depth of weapons. They have one or two guys. There's no real established great offensive lineman there. Uh, defensively, they're a complete mess. They can't figure out the special teams component at all. I, I think if you looked at it, you would have concerns about and, oh, by the way, it's halfway across the country. You know, so...
4: Okay, I'll get, right, my response to all that is this you actually got me thinking because you asked it the other day. If, I, if it was my son, right, I, what I, all the things you lay out are all accurate, by the way. If it was my son, those things were all in place weeks ago. And if I had doubts, after telling the world I was going there, me and my son, after visiting there 8,000 times, after leading everybody and their brother to believe I was going there, if, those da- if it's me, you asked if it's me, if those doubts reared their head – I sure would have made that point well before now. And I, I just get the sense that it's a stand-up family. I just I – just, they're very spiritual. Not that, that, not that I'm – that matters to me, but I'm not saying it should matter to everybody. But I just think – I just – my read is if all the things you talk about were in play, and, and I don't know they're not, but if it was my son – and I get the sense this Derek Lagway, who's the dad, this would have reared its head way before now. Would have sent messages, hey, we love what Florida's doing. We still may go there. But we do need to look around, and there's been none of that, none of that publicly at all. So, so that would be my answer to Hayes' point because they're all fair questions. Every one of them are fair questions. But my answer would be there's, there's nothing new there. And so if, if that was going to affect me, I damn sure wouldn't have been on that text. I damn sure wouldn't have sent that tweet out today, and I wouldn't have let my son send that tweet out today either.
1: The way Jordan Travis will be viewed at FSU, and I know he's a transfer, it's different than a high school student, is he is forever going to be the the key to FSU turning it around. If I'm DJ Lagway's family and and you want to go, you've always wanted to go to Florida and you want to go to Gainesville and you love it there, that's what they're probably telling him. You're going to be the one that people are going to point to years from now saying you're the player that that helped turn that program around.
4: Yeah, I think it matters. I, I think it does. Hayes, you made that point too that that's a really good point. The quarterbacks view that differently because they do think they can single-handedly do it. And, uh, and so, so we'll see. I, I, so, so back to my point that I've been making for since Friday's program, that the, the noise in the system doesn't matter now. It shouldn't matter. You've, if you're a Gator fan that you're angry, you, 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 you've vented, you got it out, you think Billy's no good, you want him fired, okay. Well, he's not going to be fired. You know, he, he might be fired next year. He might be fired three games in the next year. He may never make it to 24, but it's pretty obvious now they're not firing Billy Napier, unless there's something we just don't know about something nefarious or illegal or whatever. So, so they're not firing Billy Napier. So enjoy what the journey is, and I think the big part of that journey is winning this one. You know, the first part of that journey is going to be is going to be who you keep from your team. Well, you lost some of those. The, 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 you lost the ETN journey, so that, that's a loss. So, you know, you hope you had him of, of all the ones that transferred out. The next part of the journey is. And a really important part is D.J. Lagway, and I think he's coming. That's, that's, that's kind of my point. Yeah, I've, I've gone from 90%
0: he's coming to like 60% he's coming. So I still think if I had to pick it one way or another, I would say Lagway signs with Florida. But I've gone from a month ago thinking he's absolute. I mean, nothing's ever 100% in recruiting. No, I hear you. I know 90% saying. is about as high as I'll go on anything. But I had supreme confidence that he was going to be in this class about a month ago. And that confidence has been chipped away, but I I still think
4: he's probably going to sign with Florida. I will say this. If he didn't sign with Florida, then I think somebody should will we'll, we'll ask him, why would you send the tweet seven days out? you know? And some guys would say, well, cause I was messing with everybody. I don't think he's the I was messing with anybody. I just don't think – I don't get to read that's who he is.
1: Well, I mean, there's also the I changed my mind, you know, yeah. that – there's also yeah. – there could be more players leaving between now and then, and, and it could be yeah. – I mean, I'm just speaking from yeah. what we've seen other student-athletes do in high school level especially. Like, at, when it came down to it three days before, I I felt a, a change of heart, and so that, that would be, I would say, what he would end up saying if that's what happens. But,
4: yeah, I would think if he – yeah, I, again, if he – I hear you, and I agree with you. You're, you're What you're saying is what. what could his answer possibly be, and that could be it. I would think with all the talk out there – If he's going to change his mind, the mind-changing would have happened by now, or it would have begun by now. I
1: certainly hope you're right. And I do wonder, do you think Scott Strickland is having exit interviews? I know the student-athletes go and talk to their head coach, obviously, or their position coaches will whatever, how they do it. But do you think Scott Strickland is, is talking to a Trevor Etienne? Now it, it seems like Miguel Mitchell, Mitchell's safety is, yeah. is exiting. Prince Liu on Miel deciding to go somewhere else, not to the draft. Do you think he's having those conversations with them? Why are you leaving?
4: That, yeah, you know, not just this year, but every, the question is, does it happen on a regular basis? I don't know that. I, I, I would think the coach does. I wouldn't think the AD has yeah, those conversations. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't either. But I will tell you this. Any player that's leaving Florida now, there's no mystery. Sometimes there's a mystery, there's some I say that, maybe there's stuff I don't know, but I don't get the sense that there's stuff going on and they're being abused and this is happening and wow, wait till people find out. I don't think there's a wow, wait till people find out about this moment for Billy Napier's staff. I don't think there's any of that. I think there is they've the ones that leave, I think there's I think you leave for two reasons. A, you don't like the way you're being used, or B, you don't think you're going to ever win there. And you don't think he's the right guy to lead you to victories. I think that's, not, money notwithstanding. I mean, assuming Florida can match anybody's nil, which you would think they can, money notwithstanding, I would think you leave for two reasons: one, usage; I'm not playing enough; I'm not playing the position I want; I, I don't. Can I, or two, um, we're never going to win here. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. It's not. I want to go win. Wouldn't you think?
0: I would think. I saw Princely, I think they believe is going to end up at Ole Miss. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of an interesting one. That is interesting. Uh, you know, and. I heard I saw that uh, uh, somebody reported that Will Norman is visiting Syracuse. Yeah, well, so he must well, have lost a lot of momentum. Well, you from you a, a blue chip prospect? But
4: you made a point about him that was probably pretty good when it first came out. You made a, you made a point that I thought about after because I really wanted him as a blue chip prospect. But hey, you're the one that said, "Listen, the offense, the defensive line was horrendous, and he never played." I mean, Cersei and. And Collins played a ton. Yeah, and, and not, he's no. from New Jersey. Yeah, so yeah and he's from. And somewhat near okay, that, I, yeah. I didn't know that either. I think yeah. But so, so Cersei and Collins. Now they play a different position. Those guys are edges. He's an interior guy. But their tackles were terrible. So Could have used a good interior guy. And didn't play at all. And he didn't play. Yeah. So, so your point was maybe maybe they just missed on him. Yeah. And and the fact that he's going that he may wind up at Syracuse kind of affirms that you know so so that may be the case. So so we'll see. I, I so but again this is the journey. The journey has begun now. The journey is. The the Billy Napier save your job journey is now and again. The good thing is, if you're rooting for him to save his job, what he appears to be worst at doesn't happen until Labor Day, right? The the, the, one, the thing of all the things a head coach does, right? The thing he's worst at, um, coaching. You know, yeah. Are you surprised he
0: hasn't gotten any got body out of the portal yet? Well, I
4: don't know a little bit, but I think I think that is that is that is a marathon. I think you're going to see some. And I, I, I'm a little surprised, but I don't sense – and I, <laughs> I'm going I'm to lop them in there with the good schools, which is silly. But I don't see a lot of players committing now to good teams. I see a lot of t- players leaving good teams and committing to NC State. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't see any – That's see, where Grayson McCall went. Right. I see people committing to Kentucky. I see people committing to NC State. I don't see a lot of people committing right now to FSU and Georgia and Alabama. I'm not saying is as good as those, but I think Florida's shooting for the same guys. Make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Like Vandegrift, Brock Vandegrift, the former five-star quarterback went to Kentucky. for Georgia went to Kentucky. You put them in the lower tier y- yeah, category.
4: Yeah, I, I think uh, – historically, no, listen, someone listening right now is saying, well, Frank, they're sure better than Florida. No, I know that. But I'm talking about in terms of what you're shooting for and what you can be.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's been mainly quarterbacks. Like Notre yeah. Dame obviously has gotten – yeah, now, now,
4: now Notre Dame is is an exception to that rule because they're certainly a big-time place to go. But he was he was ticketed there from the get-go. He was. I think everybody, everybody – As was Hartman. As, as yeah. was Hartman. You I mean, been, it's
0: I, – I don't think the NCAA will ever be able to really do anything anyway. But from an outsider's perspective, it certainly seems like Notre Dame is contacting way early than what you're supposed to be. Um, I mean, because it's – I mean, Hartman was – going to Notre Dame a week before he announced he was leaving Wake and Riley Leonard it was even right. earlier than that so you know it's you know I it's certainly and again to your point Frank yesterday there's so many levels of deniability that it creates a plausible explanation That's for correct. why there is no tampering here you know because you have to go through the six degrees of Kevin Bacon to get right. back to the university <laughs> right. but uh um, but it but it's clear that that it is
4: happening yeah right and so so and, and, and that's why guys happen it happens so fast so second break when we come back i'm going to get into a, a kind of an nfl topic that combines history history tradition and legacy the importance of it importance of it former players ben roethlisberger in the news a little bit um longtime coaches bill belichick and mike tomlin in the news a bit all that comes up in a bit let's talk to nfl after this
3: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show, brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville.
4: We were just talking about Saturday night, weren't we? See, there, RJ hears it, gets it. Saturday nights are fantastic. Um, hope you're having a good holiday season. We're live at Island Wing Company. Frank Frangie, Hayes, Carline, Lauren Brooks on location. R.J. Saunders uh, back at World Headquarters. Um, I was thinking about this. So Big Ben, Lauren, you saw the story too, said that on his podcast, I think it was, yes. that the, the, the Steelers don't have that toughness. Nobody's accountable. They, they're making some coaching decisions, poor coaching decisions. And other than the coaching decision part, it's pretty standard operating for the player that played for Team X when they were good. Now, say they're not tough enough and accountable enough when they're not good. That, that happens a lot. The coaching thing, I thought, surprised me. But it does make me – first, let me ask the question. Does it help, hurt, or have no effect on the team when former player guy calls them out, college or pro? I don't think it has any effect
0: on the current team. I'm, I'm sure it irritates Tomlin right? Um, because he then has to be asked about it in his press conference. And but it's even, a when distraction. Th- even
4: when college guys do it, because I mean, college guys are always doing it. Mike, you know, when I was there,
0: yeah, no uh, effect? I wouldn't think, uh, other than the coach. I'm sure it is annoying to the staff. But in terms of the players, I think, I mean, and I don't think this is a unique thing to this generation. I think throughout the course of mankind, youth does not listen to the elderly or the older and in their opinion anybody over 30 is elderly and I just don't think that they pay much attention I I didn't when I was a kid I didn't really care what somebody 35 40 said you know until like wised up and realized you should listen um but I didn't know it when I was a 18 19 year old and I uh, you know I so I and I think in the NFL I mean I think there's there's some old souls in the NFL but there's a lot of players in the NFL that I think at least particularly early in their careers are like I've got this figured out and I don't really care if you think that we should be in pads twice a day that's right you know I mean we're you know it's just that's that doesn't have an effect on me but I think for a a coaching staff I think it's an irritation because it it's a story that they now have to talk about and that's a distraction and as we all know coaches hate any kind of distraction And this is what that is, particularly a player of Roethlisberger's caliber who played under this current coach. It's not like he didn't play for Tomlin. I mean, he played for Tomlin. So if he's seeing things in the administration that he believes are new, then I'm sure that's going to really agitate Mike Tomlin, even though it seems like Roethlisberger is just – this is like the second time that he's popped off. So my guess is he saw Tom Brady a couple weeks ago say – the level of play in the NFL right, is bad. Right, and he was like, I need to say something like that so, Tom did. <laughs> so agree with that.
1: Yeah, I think whether it's broadcasting or playing the sport, you become irrelevant fairly quickly to the generation that's in it the moment you're not doing it anymore. And whether that should be the case or not, to Hayes' point, I don't. I, I can't argue with that. All I know is it sure seems like players really only care about what other players say, and some of them don't even probably care about that either. But even broadcasters are like, oh, they're not doing it anymore. They don't, they don't really understand what we go through. But I think Roethlisberger also, because of some of the off-the-field stuff, I think his, his comments, a lot of people are going to disregard no matter what.
4: Yeah, uh, I agree with that. The, um, the other question is, when is it time for the new guy? Like, like as good as Tomlin and, and Belichick have been, and they've been great, they've been two of the greatest coaches. Belichick may be the greatest NFL coach of all time. Tomlin on a top ten list, you know. Um, do you get the sense that, and maybe even Belichick more than Tomlin, it's time because I don't – who was who was I listening to? Somebody asked, do you think Belichick will go, will go somewhere else? And said, no, he's not going somewhere else. He's not going to risk going somewhere else and looking like the guy that could be – He's going to go right in the sunset and hang out. I think out. that we were talking in the press box. Is that what it was? Before the well, that, I don't Cleveland who, game. Oh, it was yeah. Perk. It was yeah, Perk. Yeah, yeah, it was our buddy Perk. That's what it was. It was our buddy yeah, Perk. Yeah, yeah. our buddy Perk. He said, no, he's not going to go somewhere else. Right. Um, but is it time? Is it? Is it? Are we at a point now that the old veteran coach – college is different. Because if you get all the good players, it doesn't matter. But in the NFL, it doesn't work like that. Is it time for the veteran experienced coach to move on more times than not? I guess that's the question.
0: I, I – Certainly think in New England's case, it's probably, I think it's time more for Belichick uh, just because it's just, he's only got probably four years left. He wants to break Shula's wins record. And if I was Belichick, I would want to part ways with New England on good terms and then get my butt to the chargers so that I could coach Justin Herbert and build around him and have a chance of winning something substantial or, or an opening that comes available that's got a quarterback, but I wouldn't go to Washington and, and, you know, plant my flag with Sam Howell, who's having a better season than we anticipated, but I still don't necessarily think is, like, a star. I mean, Justin Herbert, say what you want about him, and, and they've underachieved as a team. Justin Herbert is a star in this league. He has star talent. Well, I agree. And if the right coach is with him, then they could they could certainly be something formidable. So, um, so if I was Belichick, that's what I. It would take a special circumstance. A job would have to open where I feel like I've got a young franchise quarterback that I can build my roster around. In that case, I would absolutely do it. You know, I think for New England, it's probably time. I mean, if they could somehow get Mike Vrabel, that would be a home run for New England in terms of relaunching things. I wouldn't get rid of Tomlin if I was the Steelers. I think that's a big mistake. I think Tomlin is an unbelievable coach. I just think they picked the wrong quarterback. You know, I, and you know, it's hard to argue that. I don't it's think hard. that's a Tomlin thing. I looked at Pickett's numbers; he's thrown six touchdowns this season. I mean, he's thrown six more touchdowns than I have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and he has George Pickens. Yeah. And yeah, and, I, and Deontay I, and I, Johnson isn't yeah. a bad player. See,
4: see, I agree with you. I, I'm a big believer. We're, you've heard me say this a thousand times. We fire our coaches way too early. Fans want, let's fire the coach. We're not winning enough, let's fire the coach. We're not winning enough, let's fire the coach. And I'm a big believer coaches don't forget how to coach. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm a big believer of that. So I, I, you've heard me, I mean, I've railed about this forever. But I do wonder if there's a time, and maybe Belichick and Tomlin are, maybe they're not, when it's not as, when the coach loses his interest too. I'm not saying that can't coach anymore. Is there a time that a coach looks up and says, I've done this for 17 years. I've lived at the same place. I've driven into the same training facility. I've walked to the same office. Will I be better if I go do it somewhere else? You know what I mean? That's a different conversation. Am I, is it time for me to go do the? Now, nobody does unless you're moving up. Nobody quits one job to take another, not very often. But, but I, just, I just wonder if it gets stale. That doesn't mean somebody can't coach anymore. Just for both parties, do you get to a time where for both parties, it's time for the next thing? I guess that's the point.
1: Well, I mean, I would say, of course, it can get stale. I mean, marriages, people who have been married for 40 years sometimes decide, you know what, this isn't what we want anymore. So whether it's football or life, it it can always happen. But I think specifically in those two cases, those coaches need to be the ones to say, I want to leave. I I don't think either of those guys should get fired.
4: My buddy Matthew Driscoll just sent me a text. He's right about this. Andy Reid's a great example. Great football coach. Great Great football coach. But maybe time was up in Philly. You know, maybe it was time. It was time to go do it somewhere else. Went and did it somewhere else. It was great again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that, that is a that that is a really good, he's a perfect example of he didn't become a bad football coach. Right. It might have just been time to, to go do it somewhere else. Well,
0: Tomlin could absolutely have that kind of a second act. Right. Now Belichick doesn't have the, he's the older, years right? left. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Belichick could have a, a great short run somewhere else. Uh, Tomlin could have a 15-year run. I mean, to, to right. his point of Andy Reid. Yeah, how old is he? He's, he's Andy's probably. Not, how old Tomlin? Oh, Tomlin is early 50s. Yeah, probably no
4: more, no, not much more than that. Yeah, mid
0: 50s maybe. Uh, yeah, and so uh, I, I would,
4: 51.
1: Yeah, yeah so I mean, 50s, he could wow. do it for. Uh, well, he, he could 20 he years.
0: Could, he could absolutely be another Andy Reid. I can. I think the Steelers would be making a mistake. This is what the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do this off season. They need to sign Kirk Cousins. Let Kenny Pickett maybe develop for another year. It would be, right, what, his right. third season? Right. Sign Kirk Cousins. You're going to have to pay him his $35 million, but he is way underrated. He's exactly what they need. For that they team, need a veteran playmaker right. who plays on time, knows where to throw, will, will bring out the best in George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. You, you rebuild the defense a little bit. And then you you've got a team yeah. that can win eleven yeah. or twelve games. Yeah, they're I mean clo- Kirk Cousins was playing out of his
4: mind. They're close before he tore his uh, yeah. Achilles. Yeah, they're close enough that they're a Kirk Cousins away from being good. The Patriots, on the other hand, I don't know if that's they're the not. They're 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 in a diff- they're in a different place. Yeah. yeah, you so. don't
1: only win three games in the league, and the yeah. next year usually yeah. turn it around. But I mean, do the Vikings let Kirk Cousins go? Like that's where I'll go. Well, he's back. a free agent. He is. But I just assume.
4: Do they not have the best yeah. bid for him? That's yeah. what
1: I would assume because yeah. now they realize – I think they were kind of teetering on him but, but, last offseason, and now they must realize, but, dang, but he's but that good.
4: Same question with him, though. Does Kirk Cousins feel like it's time for the next thing? Money, money notwithstanding. It might be – you know, he, it might be time for – he was in Washington. He's been very good with Minnesota. Does he look up and say, you know what, for me, if the money's the same – and a team like Pittsburgh has got better around it. And it's a chance
0: to play for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm no offense, but, you know, the Vikings don't really have that strong of a tradition and brand. And, you know, I mean, and I, I, I don't know. If, if I was Kirk Cousins, you know, again, from a football standpoint, I'd much rather go. I, and I like uh, O'Donnell in, in Minnesota. But the chance to play for Tomlin with that structure. The brand. With that brand, yeah. with that tradition, that would be very appealing.
1: Kirk Cousins, though, seems like after watching the Netflix uh, series on quarterbacks, he seems like the guy who, like, wouldn't be able to tell Minnesota no and, He's a and re- leave. Re-
0: the regular guy. Well, they dogged him for uh, yeah. uh, they did. every yeah. year yeah. until yeah. he <laughs> threw 29
4: yeah. touchdowns in yeah. the first right. six and games. And he does have Justin And then he Jefferson. was the greatest thing yeah, ever. and don't right. kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. They're much more savvy at the negotiating table than they are on, a, on the documentary. I, I can assure you that. We'll take a break. When we come back, I uh, want to talk about Super Bowls, sort of.
3: Stay with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show. Brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville.
4: Hey, we're live at Island Wing Company here in Bartram. Frank Frangie, Hayes, Carlion. Lauren Brooks is here on location with us. R.J. Saunders back at World Headquarters. A little bit of a dreary day as we get set for a Sunday night football. Excited about that. Watching the Ravens right now. Yeah, yeah. It's the Rams. Ravens, that was a heck of a game, by the way. It was. It was a heck of a I'm game.
1: I'm a little concerned about our weather on Sunday. Yeah, what's it going to be? As of now, I see 80% chance of rain. Oh,
4: that's Jaguars weather. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> is uh, it?
0: Yeah. Oh, this team, this team's a mutter.
1: <laughs> Cold or hot? Uh, the high as of now is 67 degrees, low of 55. So there's not a big okay, so range yeah, change. So. But I just, I, I'm I always going to be concerned if ever there's rain with this quarterback because of the Eagles yeah. game last year.
4: I'm more concerned with rain as I'm walking to the broadcast <laughs> booth. Okay. That's my, my main rain concern in the world. I <laughs> love yeah, your concerns. Um, the uh, Super Bowls, by the way, they announced today L.A. for the Super Bowl. Um, so far. So far. What do you so think? So that'll be what year?
1: 2027. What, what,
4: what do you think about Super Bowl? Should they, should they be in one or two places? No, Same, I, same with Final Fours. Yeah, same no, with,
0: what, I, what I like moving them? them. As long as the venue I, – I love rewarding the city that built the stadium. Right. So I've always loved that policy in the NFL that if you build the stadium, you'll be rewar- rewarded with a Super Bowl. So I, I like that the Super Bowl moves. I mean
4: – Should it always be in the South? Or, no, or, I don't think
0: so. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of having it at MetLife because of the yeah, threat of right. it snowing in February but a, in East Rutherford. But a, but, but,
4: a, but a Northern Dome, you're okay.
0: A Northern Dome, I'm fine. Um,
1: like the year 2017 when they thought the Jaguars were going to go. In Minneapolis.
0: In Minneapolis yeah, yeah, and Detroit hosted. In, and, in Detroit. Um, so I, I like it as an incentive for a, a show of appreciation for a city that invests in, you know, building a stadium in Uh, And and, but, you know, if you don't have that, if if there isn't a new stadium that's come online recently, then, yeah, I mean, if you've got to defer it, then, you know, Miami, uh, New Orleans, Orleans, you know, those are all Tampa are all, you know, great locations to have it. Atlanta, I think, is is, you know, with that facility, I think is is up there. So but I would not like the Super Bowl to be played in like the same spot every single year. How about you?
1: Yeah, I agree. I am I like moving it around. I mean, as a fan, I've never attended the Super Bowl, the actual game itself. I've been to the media days leading up to it in Arizona. And it seems like everyone loves it as long as there is nice weather. So, yeah, you kind of do want to keep it. I would say either a dome, but then the cities outside the domes, it could be snowing and freezing and miserable. But I think people think of the Super Bowl as a, they want it to be, I think at least, a vacation. And so, yes, yeah, certainly the south and the west coast would be probably better destinations.
4: If they left it up to me, it would be in Miami every year. Every year. Now, now I know there's, there's other reasons. Number one, all the reasons you guys are talking about are correct. You want to reward people to build stadium, and you want other cities to be able to take advantage. One of the reasons I say that is I'm pretty sure we're not going to get one again which I hate because I'd love to get one here. If I thought we could get in the mix, then I'd change my feeling. That's one time to your question earlier. Uh, the team I root for affects how I feel probably, and this one it does.
1: You think we wouldn't get one even if this new I stadium is literally well, This perfect.
4: isn't a new build. It's a renovation. Yeah. Okay. But so even, I, even if it was a new stadium, I don't know that – the amenities, well, true, hotel rooms. But, we don't even have a five-star, I don't think, until four seasons come. Yeah. So I think now that thing has grown. It's probably outgrown our city. I mean, they're not going to have one in Green Bay either. They're not going to have one in Kansas City either. It's not just us, you know. Right. I think there are cities where we're not going to have Super Bowls. So, so, But, I mean, I, I, I don't think Nashville's is going to have a dome maybe. But until then, Nashville wasn't going to have one. I don't yeah, think maybe with the new stadium they're there, not they have one. They're not going to have one in Charlotte. Nashville
0: a, feels like it's gotten to the point where it could host. A well, Super now, it could, well, if it gets but, the dome, it would have to yeah. get the dome. And, and Jacksonville could get there, but, yeah, they're not going to get yeah. one based on – they're but, not going to get one in, like, 2029 because the new stadium yeah. is going to be open in 2028. Yeah. But
4: I've been to Super Bowls in Detroit, and they do a fantastic job. The Winter Wonderland part of it was fantastic. I've been to Super Bowls in Dallas. They do a magnificent job. It's an incredible stadium. It's, to, to your point, there's a handful that do. I think those are all great. And I, and I have great respect for all of them. And they and they do a, I've been to I've been to uh, the uh, in Arizona National Championship games in Glendale. Yeah, Glendale's nice. They're all they're all fantastic. But something about the Super Bowl in Miami. Open air, grass. Vacation to your point Lauren. Uh, maybe I remember, as a kid, I remember all those Super Bowls in Miami. I mean, in a kid they were all they were all either Miami, New Orleans, or Los Angeles. Remember right. that? When you when I was a kid, they were all then it seemed. Like, I think like oh, every yeah. one of them. I will bet if we went. back. I think Miami, New Orleans,
0: and L. A. have the most by a mile. I'll
4: bet if you went back and looked up when was this first Super Bowl, sixty-seven somewhere thereabouts.
0: Yeah, it's fifty. This is yeah, Super yeah. Bowl fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. I'll bet if
4: you went back in the late sixties when it started, I'll bet Los Angeles, Miami, and New Orleans had almost all of them to yeah. start. And so, so, part of that's my my age and my. But I think I want to see this. I want to see the Super Bowl played outdoors. I, d- I can understand that. I want it outdoor. I want it on grass. I think something about the vacation in Miami, the weather's always great. I mean, I, I, I can't remember. It could I mean, rain. It, it, could, it could. But it, for whatever reason, Super Bowls it usually doesn't. Yeah. yeah so, and it could rain. You're yeah. right. So I think it rained in
0: Miami when Super- uh, Prince was the – I think the – Wasn't Prince okay. the have, halftime yeah. act yeah, in They, all, they but all run regardless. together. So.
4: But, but I think – So, so I, if it was me – And I and by the way, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I think you should uh, – Reward other great places because the I, economics of it. No question, and you want to be fair with the economics. Absolutely, so I get that. But me as a fan, I, I love it when it's in Miami, and I, and I can tell you, from a media standpoint, Miami's terrible. I, I've covered Super Bowls in Miami. It's, t- it's it's terrible. It's a terrible setup for for because half the stuff's going on in Lauderdale, and half of it's Palm Beach, and you know where. The, from a media standpoint, the best is probably New Orleans. Everything's right there. Vegas will be like that.
1: I was going to say, I feel like Vegas is going to start to get a ton. Vegas of Vegas will
4: have everything you want. It's got the entertainment. It's got the best entertainment venue. It's going to have a, It's got an all-world stadium. It's easy to get to. So, uh, so, so no, I, I think it'll have, like Atlanta's got some of that. Mm-hmm. I don't love Atlanta. as a Super Bowl city. I don't know why. I just don't. I, I, there's something about With the dome. Yeah, I, I, I feel Atlanta is in, is is a southern football area, and you're thinking, well, Miami's in the south too, but it's not really. Miami's not the deep south. You know, the deep south is north of Miami, you know, so, so, I'd lo- so I'd love to see it in Miami. I just like it when it's in Miami. I, that's my choice.
1: You think Atlanta's too college football? Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
4: Okay. Uh, something about Atlanta for the Super Bowl, even though they've had plenty of them there. Um, but the segue to that, I think the draft should change every year like it is. And I think every city, every city could put on a draft. I think once we get the four seasons built and get that area built, I hope like heck we get that. Have it at Daly's Place. Have it in the new stadium. Have it across the street at the marina, and all the things that are going to get built there. Nashville looks phenomenal, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, so I hope the NFL draft. I mean, I hope it's every single city gets it. Which cities are supposed to so far? The Jags will definitely get the draft. I would think so too. Yeah. I would think the new stadium, the new build out, the Jags will get a draft. Yeah, and and it's Kansas know. City next year, I think. Yeah,
0: it is, and I don't know how far out they've they've structured but I think didn't yeah I mean the the draft is certainly going to be attainable once you get starting in 2029 uh the the draft for for the city of Jacksonville will certainly be uh on the table in a in a realistic goal
1: this upcoming year is Detroit the year after that is Green Bay
4: for the draft Mm-hmm. Was it maybe just, it was, was just. It was in Kansas. It was, it was in Tennessee was. the year before, that's and we right. had those great okay. videos of yeah. the
1: bachelorette parties. Right. All uh, complaining yeah. about the NFL. So, so it was
4: in Kansas City this past year, yes. Detroit year. Detroit next year. Detroit
1: next year, and then Green Bay. Okay, so that's Green what Bay, goes it, to te- show you yeah. that Jacksonville, can if Kennedy.
4: Green Bay can host it, we right. can host it. So sure. I, so I hope it goes all around. Final thought. Final four. Would you move it all around? I would. And and yeah,
0: again, I just think that. I'm not a huge believer in having it in the you know sure. the huge domes but Well it's the, always going to be in there. I I that's always going to be. That's the game always going to be. So that's so, dis- that's decided. Yeah, that that's that's a, a different conversation yeah. but but yeah, I I like the idea of of moving things around. Indianapolis does a great job with it. But, um, but I, again, I, I like to see yeah. the Final Four spread out am, amongst the country. Yeah. You too?
1: That's something I've never been to, um, but my gut would tell me that if it's something like the Combine, how the Combine's done in Indianapolis, then I would like the Final Four staying in Indianapolis.
4: I would love it in Indianapolis every year. I, I, I would, And I've been to Final Fours in Indianapolis, Atlanta, Dallas, St. Pete, and the Trop. Um, what a lovely setting. Yeah, it was. So uh, where else have I been? I've been to about six six or seven Final Fours. But I've been, I've been to a lot of Final Fours. The, uh, but, I, but numerous ones in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is the best. You can get to everything. It's, it, it breathes basketball. It just does. You just know you're in a – you know, one of the beauties of the bowl system – I know people don't like bowls anymore. But one of the system of the – the beauty of the bowl system is the bowls were – when you walked into that venue and into that area and that that place, it felt like that bowl was supposed to has been there forever. The Rose Bowl is Augusta National; it's the Masters of football. And have you been to a Rose Bowl? No. When you, I was got,
0: supposed to go in two thousand and one, and Tennessee cheated me out. Yeah, of it. that's right.
4: You've never <laughs> been to a Rose Bowl. No. When you, number one, that, that Pasadena is wonderful. the The downtown past the old Pasadena downtown is gorgeous. I have
1: family that's been, and they said it's, it was. Spectacular. Spectacular. With the sun setting. Yes. Oh my gosh,
4: it, it, over the mountains. It, it, it's, it's one of the most magnificent sites I've ever seen. And so, but, but the Rose Bowl couldn't be anywhere else. Now, college football's changed a bunch, and it doesn't mean what it once meant. But, but uh, the Rose Bowl is magnificent the way they do it. I've been to Rose, Cotton, Fiesta, Sugar, Orange. I guess I've been to all of them. I guess I've been to every bowl. been. I've been to get, but I've been to, I've been to all the, the I mean, about every bowl. Every bowl of significance. But I would say that there's nothing like the Rose Bowl. Well, I think the Final Four in Indianapolis would be the Rose Bowl of college basketball. It just feels right. Everybody's there. Everybody breathes basketball, thinks basketball. By the way, the fun thing, if you go to a Final Four, have you been to a Final Four? No. no okay. If you've been to a Final Four, it's, it's also when the basketball convention happens. The, college, the, the, the American Basketball Association, so the, so the convention's there. You've never seen more warm-up suits, <laughs> and yeah, I'm telling you, the full warm-up suit. Because basketball coach to wear that warm-up suit. Mm-hmm. If a basketball coach is not coaching, he's wearing warm-ups. I don't care. I don't care if he's playing golf, playing tennis, going to church, in bed. The basketball coach is wearing <laughs> that guy. Yeah, you know, basketball coach is wearing that warm-up suit. Mm-hmm. The warm-up pants may come off and the t-shirts on, and he's wearing those tennis shoes. You walk around. I'm serious. You walk around Indianapolis, where everything happens downtown. You've never seen more. Warm-up suit. in your. I'm telling you, in your life, it's a, it's a, it's a convention of warm-up suits. And so, but it's a cool thing. It breathes basketball. And, and the downtown Indianapolis sets up so well. I told you, the, the tornado came through. But before the tornado came through, we had Carrie Underwood opening for John Mellencamp. And they both. And Carrie Underwood was good. She didn't have much stuff there. I think she just went idle. And then Mellencamp, was all, it was good Mellencamp. It wasn't what he does now in these shows. I mean, buddy, he was playing them all. I mean, imagine down. You've been to downtown Indy. Oh, downtown yeah, Indy, yeah. Uh, in out in, in the park, place yeah. packed. Mellon Camp, playing Mellon Camp. Yeah. I mean, can you how good? Can you imagine how good that would be? Be good. And so, uh, so I think the Final Four should be there. I would love to see the Super Bowl in Miami every year. But I get it. I, I get the, uh, the the economics and the reason you move it around. So, so we'll see. It's going to. Do go, you
1: like Media Days? SC media days moving around.
4: I would prob. Yeah, I would probably. It's a, they just started that, right? so i got to get a feel for it. I hated getting to Birmingham. I hated getting there, but I thought it set up better in Birmingham than anywhere else. I liked Atlanta. I, think I, I liked Atlanta. Where it was the last year? Nashville last year, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, because that thing's become such a big event now. You know, the ACC just does it in Charlotte every year. The SEC did it in Birmingham. Birmingham was perfect if it wasn't Birmingham. You know what I mean? It was just so hard to get to. We all said it should be in Atlanta every year because who can't get to Atlanta? But you know, the did you did you, y'all went to one of the Atlanta ones, right? I did not. I you did know. not. Okay, the Atlanta Atlanta didn't set up very well for. Her. I've been okay. to two of them. I went to both of them in Atlanta. It didn't they didn't do a very good job? Just yeah. the way they had the way they had it set up. That is, they did it at the College Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. They should have done it in a big hotel, like uh, like I thought Nashville set up okay. Yeah, I yeah, thought so. that's why I was asking. Was good, yeah. I thought Nashville did a good job. So so we'll see. I will take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little baseball and a few other topics. Stay with us on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on the Frangie Show, brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville.
1: And, oh, by the way, AC Designs is hiring. Make sure you head to acdesignsinc.net slash careers to join their team. They've got paid health benefits, 401K matching, competitive pay, and training as well. Welcome back to the Frangie Show live here at Island Wing Bartram. Frank Frangie, Hayes Carly, and I'm Lauren Brooks live here. RJ Saunders back at Tintin XL headquarters playing a little melon Camp because we just talked about John Mellencamp. All right, Frank, I saw... Not so great news when it came to the Pirates today, and I wanted to know how much that affects your team. And this, I was especially confused because I saw that it's a catcher named Indy Rodriguez who ended up needing Tommy John surgery and also flexor tendon surgery. But catchers now are having Tommy John? That doesn't yeah, seem right.
4: He heard it swinging. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was really weird. It was, it was a freak accident. Okay. So we don't
1: have to be worried about this overall. Well, he's gone
4: for the year. He's right. For, yeah, he's gone for the year. Yeah, he, he was... I mean, he he was their second best catching prospect. So it is it, more just it, the the funny thing on the Pir- all the all the pirates blogs that I read seven thousand of them a day, okay, <laughs> is is he's a, he's one of the top three prospects in the organization. Well, of course he blew his elbow. O'Neill Cruz last year played ten games and broke his ankle for the year. I mean, it just of course he did. Of course he blew his elbow. Right, just as the. Um, so uh, yeah, so it's no good. So, so. I just
1: wonder if we're going to see that more. And, and like you well, said, that wasn't as a freak accident. That, but Tommy John seems to be yeah. creeping up in. You know, you, no, you're like right. Other but, but
4: but I think what because Bryce Harper did it too. Yeah. I think the the UCL is like anything else. If you do something twisted badly enough, you can hurt it. But it's different than because it's a good question. But it's different than the, the the wear and tear that makes it ruin for pitchers that throw 100 miles an hour. Same same injury. It's just different. So but, but yeah, I I, I haven't. I don't expect a lot of those from non-pitchers, so, but, uh, so, so we'll see. It would be
1: really bad for the sport if yeah. we saw more. It yeah. would
4: be. How did Sean Dunstan ever tear his – Isn't that the truth? Yeah. But, by the way, to that, to that point – or Roberto Clemente. I yeah. mean, to, 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 to that point, Sean Dunstan was a shortstop for the Chicago Cubs that in today's day and age would be a relief pitcher. Cause yeah. he, cause he, 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 That's he a would, really good point. He, yeah, he, he, he would throw it so hard across the diamond – that that no one no one no one had ra- radar guns on infielders then, but he had just his cannon and he threw it as hard as he could every play. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but your question is a good one. Both your questions, but that's probably
0: six times a game yeah, nine. Yeah, Ninety-five, yeah, right, right.
4: Yeah. But I mean, Clemente, the, the balls he threw from right field looked like Nolan Ryan. Mm. So, so you do wonder though. So, but the other part of it is too, Nolan Ryan threw harder than any of them. He never even had a sore arm. He pitched when he was forty. He had a no hitter when no hitter when he's forty-four. No is hitter, amazing. and he never even had a sore arm. So, but yeah, you're right. That would be bad for the sport if there's a lot of injuries to to non-pitching UCLs because there's so many uh, Tommy Johns with the pitchers. Um,
0: Nolan Ryan would be a really cool like thirty for thirty or like you've a never last s- dance kind of like. You've never they have one. On Nolan Ryan? Yes. There's one
1: on Netflix called Watch yeah. Facing Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Well, it's, it's called Facing it. Nolan. You yeah. can watch it. Have
4: you watched it? How about I that? <laughs> Ask and you shall receive it. I have yeah. not,
1: but I was going through stuff on Netflix yeah. last night. I ended up watching nothing, you but can't, I saw um, that. You've m- never seen that? Facing Nolan. I've never you, seen you've it. You've never seen it? No.
4: You can't imagine how good it is. Oh, it's okay. everything you just said. Well, it's great. the last dance, 30 for 30, on yeah. Nolan Ryan. Oh. An hour it takes, and forty minutes. I'm in. Yeah, it takes it. For, uh, it's. let just, just drop everything.
0: We're leaving yeah. right now.
4: Yeah, I'm. The, <laughs> I'm not even. A, I'm not a documentary guy. I don't like them. I, I don't have the attention span. My ADD kicks in, and I don't. I don't. Now, I watch now. The Last Dance. We all watch. And the thirty that.
1: for thirties are good because they're not yeah, that long. Right.
4: This one. I watched it twice. Yeah, I watched it the whole thing
1: wow. twice. So
0: we watched a good. Gene found a yeah. good one last night. We were watching on uh, Nick Bonacani that was just fantastic. oh I'd like, I, now that I'd go watch. Oh, it was so that, good. now that I'd go watch. It's so
4: good. Yeah, the reason I was I was a big fan of Nick Bonacani's because middle linebacker for the for the Dolphins were number eighty five. The uh, I was a big fan of his because he was a because I watched him on Inside the NFL. Yeah, me too. My, my I grew up on that. Yeah, my connect right. That was yeah. the best Inside the NFL. Oh, yeah. so, called the
1: many lives of. Nick
4: yes. Bonacani. Okay. Uh, I, I would, it's probably Mark Bonacani's in it a lot. He is the the son yeah. who got paralyzed. Talks yeah. a
0: lot about the. I didn't realize Nick had raised like five hundred million dollars. It's Amazing for, for spinal cord uh, injury, Miami project. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
4: amazing. It's amazing him. But but that, yeah, inside the NFL to me was Len Dawson and Nick Bonacani. That oh, yeah. was it. That was, that it. was so, it. So 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 I, I will I'll look for it. Um, the uh, the news of the day, uh, the or the news of the the week is that Shohei Otani wound up in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. Now it looks like Tyler Glasnow, who I think is the next, the next big thing, uh, looks I like. I also
1: see Manuel Margot.
4: And he went in the same trade, right? If they, trade, they have trade, it hasn't happened yet, right? Correct. Yeah, but Margot's the throw in. What, what, what that is, he probably makes a lot of money too. So the, if the Rays are dumping money, they're going to dump. Margot's just an okay. He's okay, but he's just an okay player. But if we're dumping money, we're dumping money. And so I'm sure that the Rays said, if you want Glasnow, you've got to take Margot. So that's that's wouldn't you think. I mean, I would I would think that's the deal, but the point is, you had the you had the 10 line million, by the way for Margot. Yeah, so they're they're dumping they're dumping money. The but you had the best line, you who have really other than you grew up you grew up watching Cubs and Braves. But you're not a baseball fan. You don't no. like watch it at all. You said at the beginning of the program, you had a, you almost had a little pep in your step. Yeah, you said I now will pay attention. To what the Dodgers do, and that is why, as much as I hate it, it makes baseball better. It makes baseball more important. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But we had the Diamondbacks and the who they play, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks in the World Series. Nobody in the world cared. The whole the whole world got together and right. said, "Do we care?" And the world had a, they took a vote, and it was unanimous. Nobody cared. And it, nobody cares. And I'm the saying, ratings were historically yeah, yeah, low. Yeah, and, if, and by the way, had my team been in, it would be the same way. I'm, I mean, I'm a, my, if your team had been in, it would have been way worse. I mean, nobody cares. And so, but, but with Shohei and Betts and, and Glasnow and all, your, people will watch it. I, I will tell you Freddie this. Freddie Freeman. Yes. I'll, the whole Dodgers-Braves thing, even though they're in different divisions. Won't that be fun to watch oh, now? Yeah. That, that'll be f- that, and that adds to that. It really does. It so does. so it's, it's, it's the thing that should have, whether you like it or not, it's the thing that should have happened.
0: Well, and again, this is where Rob Manfred, who, who really seems to have found his footing. He's, he had a really good year this year as commissioner with the changes in the game that went over so well. I mean, this is where I think you, you push a little bit of the narrative of this is a, this is a super team. You know, the Dodgers won 100 games last year, had a run differential of, like, plus 220. Right. And now we're adding arguably the greatest player that we've seen in 100 years and and another outstanding player. I mean, and, and they are losing nothing of significance. Right. It would be different if they were losing their whole team. Right, right. But they're retaining their stars. So, I mean, people love that story. You know, yeah. can can this team win 120 games? Well, we see they, st- they won't, but right. it's
4: a fun story it's, it's, to follow because you'll because you'll be interested and intrigued with the outcome, right? Nobody nobody cared about the outcome of the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Nobody cared about the outcome, you know, right? But you will care about the outcome. Listen, I've never rooted for the New York Yankees, but I'm always interested in whether they're good or not. Me too. You know what I'm not interested in, and in whether or not the Kansas City Royals are good. Right? They might they might be. But, and I'm a baseball nut, right. but I'm not interested. I, yeah, I, like if
0: Otani had signed with the Chicago White Sox, yeah. I, I would, it would have been the same as playing for the Angels.
4: Correct, correct. The, uh,
1: the so- most watched World Series in the last 10 years. Do you want to take a guess as to what it was?
4: What teams? Uh, I, I'm wondering if it was, I don't know. Okay. Dodger Dodge somebody.
1: It was 2016, and it was Cubs-Guardians.
4: Cubs go well, then it must be the Cubs because nobody cares about the Guardians, yeah. So I think so. It one must be the Cubs. Team. Well, was that the year they broke the streak?
1: It was, so yeah. that's
4: why. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. well, that was why. one of the that's right, most the, famous They went and, to seven, and the, yeah, yeah. and the Cubs won, right? Yeah. Okay, it because the, it's because it's because the Cubs they break broke the what's next
1: in the last 10 years, it would have been 2017, which is which is. I just have the ratings in front of me, not the actual World Series teams. Uh, Astros, Dodgers. Yeah, now that was. And that now, was when the Astros were cheating, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: I don't but think, I don't think we N- knew nobody that. knew We didn't know it yeah. yet. But yeah. the Dodgers, Astros would have. With, with, with Altuve and Correa and all those guys on the Astros and. The if it, if, if
0: it does end up being Dodgers, Yankees, right. baseball will be back in yeah. terms of the World Series. And that's really. What I what's mean, what's it will do. Monster numbers,
4: and that's what you want to hope it is. I mean, sure. I mean, if, you, if, 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 if if really if, if your team's not in if it, if Otani was pitching, I yeah. mean,
0: Otani versus Judge, can you imagine in the Fall Classic? Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty good, dude.
4: The 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 the, the of all Major League Baseball, the showdown everybody still talks about was Otani Trout in yeah, World and the Baseball and the world Classic. Baseball that's the one everyone's talking about because it's no Otani and Trout. Yeah. So
1: Surprisingly, Braves Astros. In 2021, did half as well as that Cubs Guardians one. That surprises me.
0: Well, the Cubs, again the Cubs, the Cubs not yeah. winning the World Series 1908. For, I mean that was a was 1908 one right? of the most famous just in all of sport. Yeah. one of the most famous streaks of futility. To your
1: point, I immediately looked at 2004 because I know that's the year the Red Sox yeah. broke their streak. Even more. They had 25 million viewers back in '04, yeah. And obviously the sport has declined some in, as far it as has. viewership. Yeah. But 2016 was 20, almost 23 million. Yeah. So those are the two highest in the yeah. last and that,
4: cause 20 years. Because those are the streak everyone talked about. Yeah. That's, why, that's how I'm Joe Madden got his reputation, right. you know. By the way, <laughs> why does no one touch him now? The greatest, greatest manager of I all time. I think they with, listen to your show. With his craft beer, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With his craft beer. Do you know he drinks craft beer? He doesn't Does know, he? He has no craft beer, yeah.
0: Does he bat his uh, pitcher eighth?
4: Yeah, he bats his pitcher eighth. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's, that's smart.
4: Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk Jags and Ravens. Ooh, that's a big one coming up this week at the bank. That's next. day with us.
3: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Here, that means it's time for more football. Football. Football at 5. five somewhere. On the Frangie Show.
4: By the way, speaking of Journey, did you guys see there's this summer tour going? next? I don't know if it's coming to Jacksonville. Have you seen this summer tour next year? That Is it Journey Van Halen? I think there's five or six of them like that. Did you see it? It's this, I saw something. It's uh, I mean it's all of them. It's I mean it's all the oldie. I mean it's guys all the go all the old radio bands like yeah. Journey old radio band. It's Summer Slam something. Have you seen it? I have not. Some I I I'll look it up. It, it's it's some. It's next summer. And again, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's got them all. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look it up. So uh, I thought, I hadn't thought about it. It could be fun. It. it could be really fun, no question. It uh, should be fun uh, Sunday night at the bank. Jags and Ravens. Hey, what do the Jags have to do? They're, they're underdogs, they're a three point home dog. Uh, it looks like they could get some guys back. Walker Little, Ezra Cleveland, Jamal Agnew among those who practiced today. Trey Herndon was out there today, wasn't able to practice, still in protocol. Um, what do you have to do? What do you have to do to win that game? Because that's a. Boy, that win could change a lot of stuff. If you win that game, you're still in first place, and then it's, uh, at least it seemed to be easier sledding down the stretch.
0: Yeah, the Jaguars released their injury report. They have like 13 guys on it, but only two did not practice, which is good, and that's Tyson Campbell and Andre Cisco. So, uh, you know, obviously that would be a massive challenge to win without Tyson and, and Andre back there in your secondary. I mean, can the Jaguars win the game? Absolutely, but they're going to – I think have to play the best game they've played all year Uh, the Ravens are uh, much better than uh, on paper than even what I've seen I've seen a good team I've I've seen a team in the Ravens that squander leads you know that's the problem with Baltimore is they've had trouble finishing games but they're pretty outstanding I mean in terms of looking at the numbers offensively defensively Uh, What stands out offensively is they they lead the NFL in rushing. They're third in yards per play uh, offensively, uh, and they're great in both. They're second in yards per play running it. They're fourth yards per play passing it. They're ninth on third down, and they're fourth in points. So offensively having a tremendous year, and they're better on defense. Uh, They're second in yards allowed on defense, first in the league in yards per play allowed. They're second in sack percentage. They're eighth on third down defensively. And they're second in the league in scoring defense. So uh, basically what this tells you is you're going to have to play an elite 60 minutes of football to beat Baltimore. Uh, they, as of now, they are really what the numbers tell you is that this is a team that, that is without a weakness right now.
1: Yeah, I would say – asked. John this on Monday about the Jaguars running the ball against the Ravens. In two of the three Ravens losses, they've given up over 100 yards on the ground. Do I think the Jaguars are going to be able to run the ball? I don't know because they haven't been able to well, but if they can find their form with that and, and play a keep away type of game against the Ravens, I think it's going to be muddy and, and kind of gross. So that would hopefully help the, the Jaguars. And I do think they've faced some really talented receivers the last couple, three games as well. So Maybe they can – the cornerbacks can get back, like you were saying, Frank, and then they can kind of contain, say, Flowers and the like. I do think not having Mark Andrews for the Ravens is a massive difference for them and, and a much better advantage for the Jaguars. Yeah,
4: they've been down him for a while. They're adjusting. Now, he's been out for a month or so so and gone for the year. One of those hip-drop tackles got him. Um, I think this. I think somehow the Jags have to try and turn this into an up-and-down game. And the rain – to your point earlier, makes it harder to do that. The, I don't think they can win this game in a, in a phone booth against a tough physical team. I worry that teams have gashed the, the Jags on the ground, and if that happens again, they're dead in the water. This team might be a better gash on the ground team than, than the others they've been playing, and if, they, <clears throat> if that happens here, they're in trouble. So some I, I said this earlier. The two things they have to do to get out of this funk a little bit is a regain their physicality, which everybody has to do. That, that, that's not playing physically, and get rid of the the, the crazy mistakes, the the broken routes, the interceptions because they weren't on the same page, the fumbles. You have to the the bro the blown coverages where a guys wide open. They got to get rid of the, the the stuff you shouldn't do. Okay, the stuff that the other opponent's not making you do, you're messing up yourself. Uh, and get, but the physical part. Hey, I got to tell you, somehow, some way. Make Lamar Jackson beat you as a passer. That doesn't mean he can't. He's a very good player. Probably a better passer than he gets credit for being. But somehow, some way, the one thing I'm going to do in that game is, if I can, if I can affect this, the one thing I'm going to try and affect is we are not going to get beat by the Ravens doing anything other than throwing the football. That, if we're going to get beat, we're going to get beat because they beat us by throwing the football. Isn't that, isn't that realistically – and and look, that's no kidding. That's every time you play the Ravens, and frankly, that's the way, the way it is with a lot of teams. But whether you, I mean, I mean, I would stack the box five man line, which is kind of all the rage these days. I'd play that five man line a lot. Five, I, I would even do like the Forty Nine ers did five down, five men on the line with a hand down. I'd crowd the line of scrimmage if they threw a couple over the top. I'd live with it.
0: And that's the thing that is uh, so impressive for for Todd Munkin this year is the first year Ravens OC. Is for them to be this efficient passing the ball to be fourth in the in the league in yards per play throwing it. Uh, it's it speaks to how well they are taking advantage of defenses doing just that because obviously you're you're you know you're going to try, try and take away their run and limit the the mobility of Lamar and Zay Flowers is an incredible rookie. Um, you know they've they've rounded into form, uh, so they. They've got big play capability. It, I would agree that's how you have to play them. Uh, but the problem is Baltimore is proving that they can respond to that and and beat it. So, uh, you know, again, it's the NFL. The Ravens are due for a clunker. They almost had it on Sunday. They almost lost to a Rams team that is decent but not, you know, a, a world champion contender anymore. Uh, and that game was in Baltimore, and they had to win it in overtime. So – you know, I mean, the clunker could be coming. That's the biggest thing the Jaguars have going for them. They're not going to have a clunker. They may lose Sunday night, but they're not going to, like, lay an A. They're not going to not show up. They've lost two games in a row. You know, they, no game. one's feeling good in that locker room. Yep. So they are going to be incredibly motivated to play well. Uh, and, again, they've, they haven't been good at home. So that's another motivator for them. For the Ravens, every everybody's – all the Ravens are hearing this week is, How great they are they've got I think now a game and a half lead on home field throughout because they're 10 and 3 and I I don't think there's any other team in the AFC close to that so you know all they're hearing is oh you're going to have home field throughout and so I mean this is a game that Baltimore is going to have to have some maturity and uh and show up ready to fight and, and play well and again the fact that you know we've watched a lot of this Rams Ravens game on replay and you know Baltimore made a lot of mistakes, and they have had trouble closing out games. Uh, they they have blown some inexplicable leads this season. So I mean, again, they're a great team, but as we've seen this year in the NFL, as soon as you think a team is invincible, they get beat. And getting beat in Jacksonville would not be even close to a monumental upset compared to the ones that we've seen this season. So that's probably what the Jaguars have the, their best asset. It's probably just simply when they're kind of catching them, particularly if they get healthy. Like, if, if Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco are the only two players that are out with injury, I mean, that aren't on IR. We know Christian Kerr, Cam Robinson aren't going to play. But of the guys of the 13 that are limited today in practice or didn't practice, if, uh, if only Tyson and Andre can't go, then, you know, hopefully they'll – you know they'll play well, and Baltimore will play a C game, and the Jaguars will find themselves on a 24-20 victory.
1: If Cisco doesn't play Dewey's in there for him, I'm guessing yeah. not yeah. Antonio Johnson, the rookie.
4: Yeah, I would not yet. I, I, would yeah, think, I would think. I would think right now the first line backups there are Dewey at strong safety and Daniel Thomas at the at the, the race on Jenkins spot. Now, in time, Antonio Johnson depth, he's going to be really good at time he's he's going to play. He's 6 foot 3. He yeah. was talking today about making a joke about there's not a lot of 6 foot 3 nickels out there, but he's going to be a really good player. They, they found something there and they, mm-hmm. they, they, whoever was going to get him in the 5th round or wherever he went was going to steal him. Right. And I and work. I do like the three safety look that
0: the Jaguars Against employed. This team for sure. Yeah, last yeah. year with success. The problem is I think the Ravens kind of figured out what teams were starting to do and they said, "Okay, we'll go get Zay Flowers." Yeah. And you put a safety right. at the That's nickel right. spot right. and try and cover Zay Flowers with that. So, you know, have, have the Ravens figured out a, a, a buster for that kind of three-safety coverage look? You know, we'll see. But if I'm the Jaguars, because I do think you've got some talented depth at safety, I would still employ it and hope that, uh, that, you know, you give them
4: something that they struggle to handle. What a nice year Lamar Jackson's having. 16 touchdowns, 6 picks. Uh, and with, uh, with the number of games left, he's thrown for almost 3,000 yards. He's completing 67%. So all the talk that he couldn't be an accurate passer uh, is over. And he's the leading rusher on the team. You realize that? He's rushed for over 644 and, and yards. It,
0: and it doesn't seem like he's overly beat up. He had the one game, the Monday night game, where we were all watching. And he kind of looked nice. like he had gotten hurt but came back in, was effective. Hasn't really had any issues with that. So, I mean... It's, it's kind of surprising, ironic, in a year where almost everybody's having quarterback attrition, Right, Lamar is fine and Tua is fine. And going into the season, those were probably the two most quarterbacks right. that we were like, well, yeah, we like their game, we like their team, but will their health hold out? Well, here we are in the middle of December, and Lamar Jackson and Tua seem to be close to
4: 100% as you could be. Yeah, real, absolutely. Real key is defending Zay Flowers. He's by far their best receiver.
1: I also think it's it's getting ahead a little bit. I mean, I don't think this team is built to play from behind, and, and that's what they've had to do recently, and I don't think their pass rush is good enough to do that. We talked about all offseason, okay, well, they believe in their pass rush because they think they'll be two scores up on teams, and then those guys can get after them. That hasn't been the case in this slump.
4: Here's the other thing. about. You're right about that because here's the other thing about playing well early in a game like this. Number one, you've lost two in a row. Number two, you've lost a bunch at home. So even though it's going to be a very good crowd, I would imagine, it's a wary crowd. It's a crowd that doesn't want to feel like here we go again. And you, I should never say that for a team that's 8-5 and, and in first place. But they've lost two in a row and they've lost a bunch of home games. So you do fear your crowd. You need to start fast for them, to your point. Uh, you get some early momentum. It's been a while since they've had early momentum. Get some early momentum in this game. And they've won tosses and deferred and been in good shape and had good opening drives from time to time. But uh, but they haven't been able to make it to make it work. That that middle eight that my friend Bucky Brooks always talks about, last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half, is so important. That 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 middle eight. So get off to a good start and then do well in those two two important sequences. They're really, really important. So all right, we'll take a break. By the way, you know what we got tonight? Company bash. How about that? Have you heard? They don't invite me to these well, things. Well, anymore. Uh, oh, is it uh, tonight? I, w- I wasn't supposed to tell him. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. I blew it. Uh, no, 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 it's not. I was thinking about um, It's a new movie yeah. called Company Bash. Oh, oh you cool. To go see it. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Yes, yeah, yeah, a- you, you will love I it. I will love that. Netflix movie. everywhere. Company yeah. Bash is okay. I know what I'm doing tonight. There you go. So there's that. So I have
1: your concert information. Okay. Def Leppard, Journey, Steve Miller Band, Heart. And Cheap Trick, the closest they come is Orlando, Florida, July 10th. <laughs> how about well, that? we're going to You're be in Orlando
4: on Malf- July 10th. My friend, my friend, buddy Barry Milligan also texted me that same thing. But how about read the read
1: the names again? Def Leppard, Journey, Steve Miller Band. Now the the bottom ones. So the first two are at every show. Then okay. the bottom ones, they artists oh, do this they now. They rotate. So Steve Miller Band, Heart, and Cheap Trick are also along for the ride. It looks like the one in uh, Orlando will be Cheap Trick, not Steve Miller and Hart. So Cheap oh, Trick, Journey. Journey.
4: I want Jeff all five. How do I get all, I I I get all five of them? I want all five.
1: I can't answer that question. But
4: that's, a great, I mean, that's, that's 70s radio bands all day long, isn't it? I mean, I'll go just to see Cheap Trick play Surrender. That's, that's right. And then leave. <laughs> and then leave. Uh, we, we got a company bash tonight, so I am going to leave a bit early. Because uh, you live out here in this way, and, uh, Lauren, I think you're going straight there. Yeah. I'm going to go home and pick up my beautiful wife, so I'm probably going to leave at about 535. But we got another segment before that. Um, we're going to talk a little college football. We're going to get ready for a fun football weekend. That's next day with us.
3: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on the Frangie Show, brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville.
4: Anybody solve solved this lawsuit yet?
1: That's my knowledge.
4: Got a law? They signed the restraining order. I guess it's not a lawsuit. Oh, That's the Hallenotes. Yeah, thing. yeah. You know that could, it bothers me. That could, be, that could be tied up for you, years. I mean, let me let me just ask you this. You're expecting me to sleep comfortably? No, I'm not. Knowing that Hall and Oates have a restraining order against each other? You expect my life to be normal? It's very, very difficult. I mean... And, it's uh, a, and, it's and, a day uh, of mourning. I'm supposed to carry... Here's what you're asking me. You're asking me, Hall and Oates, to carry on every day yeah. like everything's normal while you have a restraining order against each other. How can I be expected to, Carlion? Does it make the music better that they hate each other? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, I mean,
4: they...
0: Hate each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it says something about their musical abilities. Have they
4: always hated each other? I have to assume. I've heard, by the way, I've heard the Eagles now can't stand each other. Now the Fry's gone. Oh, really? They're all snapping at each other. Because Henley, I don't think Henley's a very likable guy. Yeah. Henley's the guy you wouldn't like, you know.
1: Certain bands like that, like Henley thinks he's the face of the band, right. right? And then the other guys are like, no, we're just as important. Like, yeah. We're all There's important in this of band. But yeah. Hen- Henley seems like the type to be like, well, I'm, I am the face of the Eagles. You,
4: you know, the story? I did Boys of Summer. <laughs> that's right. But you know that you know if you ever saw the history of the Eagles, you saw that that documentary. I right? have not. Oh, you gotta see that too. Yeah. The, I guess yeah. i would like more documentaries than I made, because that's a great documentary. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I hate documentaries except for yeah. the 24 I just said right. I watched. Yeah. But the, uh, um, the I like documentaries. The history of the if Eagles. If it's something, interesting. if it's well done. Yeah. History. Yeah. Have you seen it? History of the Eagles.
1: How long ago did it come out?
4: A while, yeah, it's, I history, did. it's history of the Eagles, part one, part. I was going say if it's new, then no. There's but, two parts, history. Yeah. Anyway, so they tell a story that Don Felder, who's from Gainesville, still Toursville, I think he's coming to Jacksonville. He's still Tours. Was the original member of the Eagles, and uh, and he and Fry hated each other, and so and but he wrote Hotel California. I think he was the chief writer on Hotel California. Which How do you hate Fry? Yeah, yeah, they they hated each other. So, but but so Hotel California. It's probably over a girl. <laughs> is uh, one of the most epic rock and roll songs of all time. And, the, and the, if you listed the ten most, that, that's on the list, right? And uh, and he said, well, I, he told Fry, look, Fry, Fry and Henley, the, lead, the head of the band, he says, well, I wrote it. It's going to be epic. I'm going to sing it. And Fry said, no, you're not. Don Henley's going to sing it. We got Don Henley. And he goes, well, I wrote it. Fry said, I don't give a damn if you wrote it. Don Henley's singing it. And apparently they, had, they, almost, they almost got in a fight on stage. And you can see... The, do you remember this? Yeah. You can see the the video or the footage of it, them glaring at each other. Oh wow! On, while while in the concert, oh, I definitely need you to. You gotta see those. that. Yeah. So so yeah so so they they. Uh,
1: I can see a fight about that. Like yeah. you spend some, for some of these people, they can spend months, yeah. sometimes years, trying yeah. to get the song lyrics to be perfect, and then someone else wants to sing yeah, it. Yeah. Like no, that's my baby.
4: Yeah, but they but he but apparently and, he, and he, it's got Fry. God rest his soul on on camera saying, "I told him no." We got Don Henley. You're not singing it. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. So, but that band that was, a, that was a great band from years gone by. Um, we'll talk more about this week's go on. Is there anything left? What's left of bowl games that aren't playoffs? Does nobody not care much. anymore at all? I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I think they get a good crowd care. and they they're fun and they're festive and, and people watch
0: them. Yeah. The ratings are always stronger than what the you know some of the media would lead you to believe. Yeah, I that, agree with that that I they're mean, a big waste of time. Well, they do pretty well. I mean it's standalone sports programming. Yeah. So I mean it, it tends to get but it's like pretty good viewership. Um yeah, I mean I, I think it's obviously it starts with it's a great experience for the kids uh, that are playing and, you know, the coaches it's a reward for their hard work to get to go and be treated like, you know, kings and you know, for, for a few days in the city and you know, to get to play a game and there's something charming about the fact that uh, in college football, you know, many teams get to win their last game w- way more than in most professional or even collegiate endeavors. Uh, you know, so you get thirty-five teams that feel like they just won the national title because they won their last game, and here comes the podium, and they're handing us a trophy, and our fans are excited. So who cares if we're six and six right. and just beat another <laughs> six and six team? You know, this feels great. You know, maybe your s- school hasn't won a lot of bowl games. Right, Maybe right. it's been 18 years since your team won one. Maybe it's been three <laughs> years since your team went to one, like Florida. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of it, I, I, think, uh, I think it starts with the, the experience of, you know, of seeing a new city and, and getting to be, you know, rewarded for your hard work. I mean, I don't think fans really get too into them now.
4: I mean, I love them. I love the Gator Bowl, but I love the, everything the Gator Bowl does, everything right. it accomplishes. Greg and Katie and Rob and their team, team I love what they do. Um, and I love bowl games. And by the way, the people say, oh, there's too many bowl games. That, that, that's the dumbest comment ever. There's too many bowl games. Well, don't watch. Right. It's not like that? you're handcuffed to your television. Don't wa- what, would you, what would you rather watch? Uh, uh, one more sitcom? Don't watch. Right. Well, it's like saying there's too many pro wrestling shows on right, TV. right. Don't, don't watch. Him. Don't watch
0: them. Right. You know, so that's just simple. I mean, kind of, it's, it just right. doesn't make. It doesn't make yeah. sense. So, I mean, so I, I, I guess I get there. The general point of thirty years ago, you had to really be pretty good, right. to go to a bowl game. And okay, that's fine. So they've watered down the experience because you don't have to be uh, nine and three or eight and four to go to a bowl game. We've. But again, who cares? Well, I right. mean, who? What, so you're saying you'd prefer to live in a world where only like. 20 schools get right. to go to a bowl game. Right. I mean, you know what? What's the big deal? Right. Well, let
4: these let, let these teams have that, their trip, yeah, yeah, get, and get to their, have get a, their some reward and, for their season. You know, a lot of people say, um, uh, uh that, well, not a lot of people say college sports is the only area of sports where there's games after the season that don't lead to a championship. The NIT in basketball, the the bowl games in football, every other sport. If there's any kind of postseason play, it leads to the possibility of a championship. You, you only play if you're not eliminated. The in the N-
1: NIT, I, I would be like, well, yeah. Yeah. that's not really a championship. Yeah, no, no,
4: that's what he's saying. No, that's, what, yeah. that's, yeah. The, that's, okay. the, that's my point. Yeah. is you you you're, you're not you're, you're not playing for a championship. It's college sports are the only sport where where you play in something that's not really headed for a championship. The NIT is not headed for a championship. Bowls are not there for championships. And, so,
0: and before you had the BCS, then every bowl game theoretically, right, could have factored in that's depending right. on how votes yeah. went and stuff like that. that but, that's right. But as soon as they went to the BCS model, right, then yeah, I mean, then now all of a sudden oh, there's yeah. only one bowl game that truly matters right. now. The right. rest are yeah.
4: nice, but that that that's right. So so but but I I I have told you guys this story before. The first pro football game I ever saw. The NFL, before there was a Super Bowl, they had an NFL championship game. You had two semifinals. That is so crazy to yeah. think they used to do that. And then an it was a, called the playoff bowl. The two teams that lost the semifinals played each other for third place. And, and I they, mean, if
0: you suggested that now, I know you would get laughed out right. of every room but, but in I'm, this country. But
4: I'm telling you, I went to, I went to the game in Miami that balled, the Baltimore Colts played the Dallas Cowboys in the Orange Bowl and uh, beat the hell out of them and played with number 41 Tom Maddy playing quarterback because the two real quarterbacks were gone. So, but, but the point is, that's the only other time I can remember in professional sports where there's a postseason game that wasn't potentially leading to a championship. I wonder when they got rid of that. I don't know. It, I had to go. Through. I've looked it up before. We've looked it up before. It was called the Playoff Bowl. Yeah. Baltimore-Dallas. I was probably 7 or 8, so sixty-six, sixty. Maybe sixty-five, maybe nineteen sixty-five was when it was played. And somewhere. they got rid of it shortly thereafter. It had, you to, would it. Think it had to. It had to. Yeah, it. yeah but
0: it
1: the World thing. Cup. Not that this is an American sport that people care that? about, but they have a, a game for third game. place. They yeah, have a third place game. Yeah, and it's always like, why would why yeah. would you want to play in that when risk the chance of injury? But I thought you were saying the NIT at least has a championship. But, no, I was saying. But could college football do something like the NIT? Would more people at least care? Well, then that's what
4: the bowl games are.
1: But I mean an actual tournament of yeah. the lower tier. With I don't that.
4: think yeah, they could. I don't think the, the, like
1: Clemson, Kentucky in the Gator Bowl and then, and then the, the winner. winner faces. Yeah. Like, does anyone care no. if they win you, the you, second? You'd
4: get mocked for winning the second one. You're better yeah. off not. So um, the, and, the and NAT, it,
1: I figured just yeah. is able to do it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, I, I don't think you'll ever see that, but I, uh, but, but it's interesting that nobody plays games like that. You're right. Hayes. Now, if you try to do it now, people yeah. think you're like, I wonder if that was the last one. I wonder if the one I saw. Was and the you're last right. One. I
0: do think that Lauren looked it up and, and it was. We looked shortly it up more times. Yeah, yeah, we looked. I, I, we, we, I remember because we I it up. I'd never, I had never even heard of it until you'd mentioned it a few years ago. Yeah, so when yeah, I was a kid, it wasn't like they had just stopped it. It's called the Playoff
4: Bowl. Yeah.
1: The last year was '69.
4: Oh, It was '69. Well, what year did I go? What year did Baltimore play Dallas? The yeah. uh, the because I can tell you, I've told you the story before, but that that it's united this team we're going. My mom goes United's her. Doesn't matter. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> we went to see United's team, even though United wasn't playing. That's awesome. And so, uh, so
0: any in the so last year it would have been. I'm just for, well kicks trying to think. So last the year two, the
4: two losers of the championship game.
0: Yeah. So who was that last year? Did who did get, the
4: Eagles beat? Um, I'm trying to the 66 49ers. 66
1: is the year you went. Sorry.
4: Forty-one to three or something like that, or forty-one to. You beat the hell out of them. The, yeah, I don't have a score here, okay, but, but i seen
1: in, it was the yeah. – ba- Baltimore beat Dallas. 66 okay. season. Yeah, Baltimore, okay.
4: beat, Baltimore beat Dallas in yeah. this game. Okay, in the so, playoff. So I would have turned eight – I would have been eight. Yeah. I would have been eight when we went. Um,
0: so with last year, you're right. It would have been San Francisco without Brock Purdy in the, in the right, playoff ball. Right, right. Against right. I was can't. It, even, was it Buffalo buff. or
4: Cincinnati or – I can't even remember. I don't, I don't remember who the Chiefs
0: beat. If the Jaguars had beaten the Chiefs, who would they have played?
4: Well the
0: uh I'm drawing a total blank.
1: It was the Chiefs and the Bengals. It
0: was okay. the Bengals. It was the Bengals. Yeah. So, so, go so it would have been Brock purdy list San Fran versus Cincinnati at <laughs> oh, the go. playoff ball.
4: For a game that meant nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. I'm heading I'm headed to a to a bash tonight. Yeah. To a bash I'll, uh, I'll see you there now that I am aware of the dang party. It, dang it, I blew it for everybody. i they're gonna say everyone's gonna look yeah. at me and go, Why is he here? Right. That's gonna I'm gonna time it to walk in with you. <laughs> All right, you guys, if you don't mind landing this thing, I appreciate it. I'll be back tomorrow uh, in our 2 to 4 show. Hayes and Lauren will be back with Lauren's news and notes after this.
3: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. What's going on in the world? It's time for Frangie Show, news and notes. Here's Lauren Brooks.
1: All right, it is the holiday season, so you know what that means. We've got a giveaway for you. That's right, $25 gift card to Superior Fireworks, brought to you by our 1010XL Holiday Gift Guide. Head to 1010XL.com for more great gift ideas. Be call number 2 right now at 641-1010. Call number 2, 641-1010, and you will win that $25 gift card to Superior Fireworks. All right, Hayes, we know that Shohei Otani broke the bank when it came to money. As far as his contract with the Dodgers, well, he also breaks the jersey sales record. He broke Fanatic's record for the highest jersey sales within the first 48 hours of a release. He even topped soccer stars Lionel Messi and Cristino, Cristiano Ronaldo. That is unbelievable.
0: It is, and I only bought 19. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, I, I will say I'm excited to see what Otani does with the Dodgers. I mean, he's on a super team now. Yep. I, I mean, I, again, you know, I, I don't watch any baseball. But this is intriguing to me to see what the Dodgers can be. We all appreciate excellence, and certainly he's at the top of of the class when it comes to current players. It is a shame he's not going to be able to pitch for a year. But, I mean, to think about what the Dodgers could do again, they won 100 games last year, were the hottest team in the second half, and had a run differential of, like, plus 222. And now you add Otani? Uh, it is. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable to see. I mean, I, I'm not going to pull for the Dodgers, but I'm really curious to see what they are going to be and are they a team that can flirt with winning 110 games?
1: And they're not finished. They're in right. Reportedly in talks to, with the Rays to get Tyler Glass now and Mariano. Like you watch and, a
0: lot of baseball. Like yeah. well, you watch. Do- like will you watch Rays at seven and then Dodgers at 1030? Thir- if you're up. That's
1: the problem is right. West Coast baseball is so hard, but certainly if it's a day game, absolutely. Like I specifically watched the Angels at times last year when I was awake to see Otani pitch yeah. for sure and and hit some too, but especially to pitch. But again, West Coast baseball and, and the time difference makes it a little bit challenging. I want to get it to one Jaguars Ravens note we didn't get to earlier. Did you know that the Ravens can clinch a playoff berth with about 10 different scenarios if (laughs) they beat the Jaguars or even if – no, these are all with the Jaguars winning. They do actually have combinations of the Ravens losing or tying where they still can get in, but there are nine different combinations where if the Baltimore Ravens beat the Jaguars, they clinch a berth into the postseason. I'm hoping that they're getting swept up in that kind of talk.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, they've got a nice lead now in the AFC for home field. So, again – We've seen it throughout the NFL this year. The teams that feel good about themselves, usually, you know, pride become, comes before a fall, and, and that's what we might see with the Ravens. Now, they're an older team. Yep. They're a veteran team. They've got a, a championship head coach. So they may not fall into the trap of that. Uh, but, you know, they, they are 10-3, and three and, you know, and no one else in the AFC is better than 8-5. and five, So they're getting very close. San Francisco clinched a playoff berth this past yep. week. So it makes sense, yeah. Baltimore can get to 11 and three, uh, you know that would lock it up. And again, they're doing it. That is a tough division. I mean, there's been a lot of attrition there in has. the AFC North, but didn't
1: help us though.
0: Didn't yeah? Didn't <laughs> help the Jags who look like they might be headed to a one and three. Yeah. Uh, beat Pittsburgh and then Correct. lost the last three. Uh, but that is a tough division. So for Baltimore to be uh, at a point where they could be 11 and three. Come Sunday evening, that is uh, awfully impressive. And, and look, I, I think they're probably going to be, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately is right. Uh, one quick other NFL note before we get to our takeaways and then say hello to Hacker. NFL executive Troy Vincent said today at the league meeting that the league will take a look at plays where the player fumbles through the end zone.
0: Yeah. Inter- that rule has never bothered me. Okay. I mean, I think ball security is so important. Yep. You know, so I, I think I like the fact that the sport has always heightened it. If you're getting ready to score – You've got to protect the ball, and if you fumble it and it goes through the end zone, then yeah, it's a turnover. The other team gets it at the twenty. So I wouldn't want to see that rule amended. I, I, I'm even kind of surprised that you know some people refer to it as you know the, like the worst rule in football. I, I've always thought you know, and maybe you know again, I, I think from a defensive perspective, look. That's where you've got to protect the ball the most. If if I can knock it away from you exactly. and it goes out of bounds, I don't have to recover it. You know, I should there should be some reward for that. And so I'll be interested in seeing. I don't think they'll ever change that rule. Um, but I was
1: surprised I, that they were even going to look at it.
0: I, I'm, I'll be intrigued to see what is the alternative. Okay. Are you saying that, okay, the offense would still retain possession, but now are you putting them back at, like, the opponent's move? 35? Right. You know, something like that. I mean – obviously there has to be something that's penal in it. But I, I like it the way it is. Look, if you, if you can't control the ball at the goal line, and this applies to the Jaguars with the way Trevor Lawrence yeah. does the QB sneak now, look, if that ball gets batted backwards and it goes out of bounds, I'm sorry. But you deserve to lose the football. So, I mean, I, hope, I, I like the rule. And the other thing, too, is it seems like you only see it a couple times every season. It doesn't feel like that's something you see every single week in the NFL. But what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think they should keep it the way it is. I'm fine with Like you said, it, it's your responsibility to get the ball across the end zone with possession. And if you don't do it, the ball goes to the defense. Or the other team, I should say, at that point in time. All right, time now for today's Takeaways.
4: Now, today's Takeaways. Brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years.
0: My takeaway is just what a challenge this game Sunday night is going to be when you look at the Ravens and what they are on paper. Again, they lead the NFL offensively in, in rushing the ball. Yards per play, they're third, uh, second in the run, fourth in the pass in t- terms of yards per play, ninth on third down, fourth in points scored at 27.8, and then you flash forward to their defense, second in total defense, first in the league in yards per play allowed. They've got the second-best sack percentage, They're eighth on third down. They're second in points allowed at 16.8. Just a fantastic start for the Ravens this season. We'll see. It's going to be an unbelievable challenge. Probably the best team that, I mean, I know they played San Francisco, but in terms of balance, the numbers would tell you the Ravens are elite in pretty much every category.
1: It's starting to feel like, my takeaway, it's starting to feel like the Bills game from early in the season when literally no one was going to pick the Jaguars to beat the Bills, including all of us. Maybe this uh, is going to seep into that team, and, and maybe they're going to find that extra gear and, and on Sunday. I'm and, and hoping the weather changes because that forecast does not look good as of now. Uh, but certainly I, I hope that the Jaguars prove us all wrong, You know, as far as national media, local media, that, that the Jaguars are able to find a way to win. All right, let's say hello to Ryan the Hacker Green.
4: Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring... Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. All
1: right, Hacker, I know you've had to be positive this week as you're filling in uh, this night from 6 to 8. So has your positivity spread throughout all of your bones?
2: Uh, no, they're going to lose on Sunday night. Uh, I said on the fifth quarter that I'm never going to pick them to win a home game again in a showcase matchup until they do. They've let us down three times. Uh, Kansas City, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. And after Cincinnati and they bit me again, I said, all right, I will not pick them to beat Baltimore. They're going to have to prove me wrong. So I think the Ravens are going to win, and I hope I'm wrong come Monday morning when we will be doing a fifth quarter here on 1010XL. How about the magic? <laughs> yeah, look, man. I mean, 16-7, and Carline. I'm sure you've watched all Twenty-three games. I'm locked in. Your fan. I like it when,
0: when Jeff Turner and Reggie Theus are bearing the three with, with,
2: with Anthony Bowie and Dennis Scott. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Absolutely. Uh, all kidding aside, you know the Magic and the uh, Jaguars have a lot of comparables. I mean, two teams that were awful, two teams with very passionate fan bases that remained with the team when they were being awful, and now young guys really turning them around. Trevor Lawrence here, Caro and Franz Wagner in Orlando. So as a fan of the Magic, it's been a lot of fun this year.
1: All right, Hack, what do you have coming up tonight?
2: Obviously, we're going to do a lot on the National Football League. Matt Verderam of Sports Illustrated will stop by in the 7 o'clock hour. Former Jaguar wide receiver Cecil Shorts is with us every week. He stops by in about 20 minutes. And Josh Pate of Late Kick and the Late Kick Pod will stop by to talk a little Florida, Florida State, and more. That comes up at the bottom of the 7 o'clock hour.
1: I'm always concerned, Hacker, that when we talk about Florida these days, the radio station is just going to spontaneously combust. <laughs>
2: it's, a, it's a soap opera down there. It's a saga. I know another couple of guys entered the portal today, so uh, a lot of turnover on that roster.
1: You got that right. All right, thanks, Hacker. We'll be listening. Thanks, Lauren. All right, there he goes. Ryan the Hacker Green in tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. That'll do it for, uh, for us live here at Island Wing Bartram. But don't go anywhere. Ryan the Hacker Green is next. For Frank Frangie, for Hayes Carlin, for RJ Saunders, I'm Lauren Brooks. Keep it right here on 10 925 FM.